0: I was watching, uh, hold on.
1: hold on. Okay, go. All
0: right. So I was watching Jeopardy, the uh, Saturday Night Live Jeopardy with uh, Will <laughs> Farrell playing Alex Trebek. Yeah. And Sean Connery's on there. And, and, uh, it was Kathy Lee Gifford, Tom Hanks, Sean Connery, and then randomly Burt Reynolds is on there for like really? two questions and then disappears. <laughs> but, uh while tom hanks is on there he says sibilance into the mic which is great it is great if you follow the podcast there's a, a lot of c- sibilance happening I-, I went for what vodka.
1: does sibilance even mean I i've have never looked no it up. idea let me yeah. look, look it up right yeah. well after the, we do this terrible drink
0: look at that purple you could paint a fucking room with
1: it Mm. You could paint a whole house with it and probably dry it off afterwards, too. <laughs> one
0: towel. <laughs> From REI. Dude, that was just one step on the quest. The quest to find the, to the Monster hole. Junior.
1: Yeah. I didn't think we were going to say the name.
0: We've already said the name.
1: <laughs> Good luck.
0: Wow, that's t- <laughs> the amazing part ah. is how much it just absorbs every other flavor because i put that amino in there that time did you yeah with yeah. it because the amino will actually give us energy mm-hmm. um yeah and the gum just covers it it doesn't matter what you put with yeah. it it's amazing
1: oh my god that is terrible it's awful yeah please it's, never if you like this there's something wrong with you.
0: It's awful. I think there's a reason why it was on clearance. That's... All right. I just <laughs> I got uh-oh. sidetracked by spam
1: on Instagram. oh nice.
0: Insta-spam? Insta-spam. All right. Nice. So
1: how do you think... Sibilance? S uh, or I no C? Idea.
0: I have no idea. It's. I think it's an S. I can't spell, dude. That's one thing. Yeah. I'm not a speller. It's an S. Okay.
1: It is. Wikipedia says... In phonetics, sibilants are fric- fricative consonants or higher amplitude in pitch made by di- <laughs> by directing a stream of air with a tongue towards the teeth. Examples of sibilants are consonants at the beginning of English words sip, zip, ship, and genre.
0: Ooh. Sibilants. Wow. <laughs> Podcast got so educational this morning. I know, morning.
1: you're welcome. Well, we're back. Yeah, we are back. We it's Monday. It. Yeah,
0: I feel great. Me too. I'm excited. I got some sleep last night. Me too. Got some sleep over the weekend. I rested to try to heal because I had a couple of <laughs> a couple of check engine lights going on, and uh, I feel like I feel like in your car or you, me, nice, <laughs> and in my car. Um, we're 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 connected. We're connected. Me in that truck. So yeah, low front left tire. And my engine oil is low. Nice. Which I don't understand, but that's okay. (laughs) I know I just add stuff to it, but we'll solve that issue later.
1: Yeah, you just keep giving it stuff and it'll be okay.
0: Yeah. 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 Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, what I needed was rest. So I rested. I also got a lot of work done at the house. I don't know if you checked it out. I I saw a little bit. I saw you got some drywall put up. Yeah, I had to put up the uh, vapor barrier and other stuff some things I had, to, I had to put some boards in the in the ceiling so Coming along yeah doing uh doing the vapor barrier with one person is a pain in the ass is it But whatever <laughs> had to get done i did a pretty good job with it so good It's good yeah, yeah i'm excited to have the ceiling up ceiling will be done today that'll be the sweet part one because i'll quit just throwing money away heating my house <laughs> but also um because it'll, it'll start to like feel like a, a defined a real thing. a defined space yeah, yeah. so that's less good. modern more house I don't even know if it's modern. Like there's... Dec- Having all the
1: two by fours exposed?
0: Well, the, you know, so like in Miami, Miami is definitely built around like art deco. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm looking for like art demo. That's yeah. like my <laughs> my domestic style. This art demo where there's like some torn up two by fours and drywall hanging, you know? Art demo. I think it's a new... <laughs>
1: some g- plastic hanging too. Just to go
0: back to siblings, I think it's a new genre that I just came yeah. up with. Nice. Yeah. See, what See what did you there? Did there? I brought it nice. all the yeah. way around. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, man. Well, good job. Yeah. Absolutely. Damn so, it. I did not get out and throw frisbees this week.
1: I didn't either. I went over to Scott's and in hopes of trying to get him. Uh, yeah. yeah shout out. Got
0: me some ringers. Yeah. Which is tight. Yeah. Um, a disc I've been looking for for quite a while and been unable to find. Yeah, and, and turns Scott out. Scott had it. Scott has everything.
1: Yeah, uh, so I didn't know that Colton Montgomery one was sponsored by DGA. Two, I didn't realize he won MNATS. I don't know how. Like this, we Scott and I talked about this when we were going through it. Yeah, and we just didn't realize this at all. That's like how under the radar, like colton was his I whole guess. his whole game is like, so under the <laughs> radar though even now yeah
0: you know what i mean because yeah, like he's
1: he's weird. a
2: legit dude yeah and he yeah did. he's
1: good i mean obviously he won him nets yeah. and he's doing other stuff too and yeah and he's got British some Mania. he's got some distance yeah you know
2: yeah yeah
1: his form is very oakley-esque yeah it's irritating yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't understand it but yeah it's very under the radar don't
0: have to understand it yeah
1: anyway so scott was talking about potentially going and playing northridge since it's right down the road and he wants to get to moving and doing stuff like physically. And then Saturday he got caught up with a bunch of whatever. So I went over there, we showed up to his house and entered his house against their will while they were at the store. Yes, And then I went into his garage and took out his extra computer and just started building it for him because his house flooded, well not his house, his basement flooded like a few months ago and that computer was in that water. And he was talking about getting it ready and he likes gaming and streaming and all that. Yeah. So he'll get stuff done if I start it for him. Yeah. <laughs> and I can do like all of it. So when they came back, he's like, what's going on in here? I had everything like taken apart and everything already. And like all the water was like on the outside. And then we spent that whole day just trying to get that together. And now he's like. I'm going to get this, this, and this from Micro Center. So this week, I think he's going to go and get a couple things. gonna stop by and
0: give me a shout out. Does he know I live like four minutes from Micro Center? Yeah.
1: I'll make him come over. When he tells me he's coming over. We'll intercept him. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy that you're here. Hold him against his will. (laughs) I feel like we won't be able to do that. He's like 12 feet tall. But we have been working out. We have been working out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think the... uh, lunges will help us yeah yeah again yeah (laughs) my butt is getting so solid yeah yeah so we did that saturday and then sunday yesterday was terrible and then we ended up just doing a bunch more stuff like i did organizing for them because they just have stuff all over the place yeah and then i got caught up they got some shelving like you do here and i was like i'm just gonna put all this stuff on shelves and then that led into another thing and then to another thing and then to another thing yeah and i was like all right and just I gotta call it good <laughs> yeah and then we started watching uh what were we watching I don't even remember some tournament that recently happened I don't know Nico was in it I remember and like I only got like a couple holes in before Scott's like I'm 90 years, 90 years old I gotta go to bed yeah and all that I was like all right cool and then we gotta go Amanda wasn't feeling good anyways and then workout was happening today and I know the last couple times from Sunday to Monday workout. I get very little sleep. So yesterday I got a lot of sleep. Banging relative. Yeah. Um, so I woke up today feeling great. Amanda woke up today feeling terrible. So she's probably not joining us today, which is okay because she's committed to two days a week, not three. So she's been doing extra lately.
0: She has been banging out pretty good workouts. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She's been looking a lot better as of late, like pretty quickly. Yeah. Her wrists are
0: kind of retarded, but. And I, I think just like the way that she's built. She'll be able to, like, progress quickly. Yeah. The big issue that she has is just, like, her body doesn't want to move in any way that has I'm any ki- kind I of... like kayaking. Yeah. Her, her, uh, her subtle neurological uh, yeah. signals are like, you know, go! Stop! Yeah. So, but I think in a little bit of time, that'll work out. But I yeah. think, like, her actual, like, ability to build muscle and do all that stuff. Yeah, I think it and kind of straighten out some of the structural issues she has will be good.
1: Yeah. I and think. I think a lot of it just comes with too not to like bash on her, but it's like she gets nervous, I think, or, or like shy around yeah. others. So I think you being our like personal trainer has helped a lot with her being like, okay with whatever, even yeah. though it's like jokey fun, haha, whatever, but still it's like, no, seriously, like do this, yeah. even though it like. You got the, what is it? The weird dildo thing that we got to like work on the wrist. Like as funny as it is, it's like, it makes sense and just do it like yeah there's a purpose and we understand that purpose and that it's just dumb too but yeah and she's worked yeah. out now
0: like 15 times yeah so like eventually you just kind of like loosen up to it but yeah. I, I think that, that that's like anything like for me going to do something that i'm totally unfamiliar with and whatever and being there and having like two people like standing there watch me and have yeah. someone be like do this and you're like oh and they're like no you're not doing it right <laughs> yeah. like yeah i think for anybody that would be kind of you know yeah. a little unsettling yeah. but you get used to it
1: yeah you know? that was the other thing so i i drug him out to Played a couple play it agains. There's a new one that opened up down the road. Yeah. And he's seriously looking at weight racks now. And yeah. then we went to, we went to the plate again. It was weird because they're open. Yeah. But you can't buy anything right now because yeah. they're so new. They're just like accumulating everything. So it's weird that you can like go in and put a hold on. I don't know. Um, But they didn't have anything in there, but they had a, bu- <laughs> I was showing them stuff that you have. They had the wrist thing, whatever the yeah. hell that stupid thing's called. I might've got that from play it again. Really? Yeah um and they had a bunch of other stuff it's actually a really cool plate again yeah it's giant and it was an old disc replay i think anyways doesn't matter it'll be cool when it's all like set up and they're going to be selling him like december 1st and then we went to dunham's and dunham's was a letdown like every single time we go there
0: shout no out yeah no <laughs> And they then... do, they do support disc golf though. Yeah. Like in, in Michigan, they do support yeah. disc golf. Yeah. And so like, I do try yeah. to give them business. Yeah. Yeah. But I still go there and look. And... I am <laughs> actively trying to give them my business. Yeah. It is very, please let me find <laughs> something here to it buy. Is very it little... difficult to do. Yeah. It's very difficult to do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we went there, it was unsuccessful. The weight racks they had there were dicey and then
0: what kind of weight rack you mean like, a, like so a
1: he's plate looking drink? for a squat rack similar to yours i oh. think if he could find the same deal that you got on which i feel would be really hard yeah to find yeah he would just spend the money because we were looking at uh when we were at dick's they had the most selection they had a bunch of stuff there yeah again like relative to everything that's going on uh they had a really cool one but it was i think 750 for this squat rack yeah And it wasn't as nice as that. Like it doesn't have all the weights on there, but it's a really cool build. And I think it would be something that would fit in there and he's getting serious about it. So at first it was like, let's find a cheap weight tree just to get all your shit up off the floor. And then really he's just looking at all this other stuff that he wants to get because he does want to do it. And then even he'll admit, um, like the first thing is like, yeah, I know, I just know the hardest thing is going to be, it's going to be basically me working out by myself. And for me to motivate myself to do it is harder than if I'm there or you're there or we're there. Yeah. Um,
0: so I think if he can find so a got, sweet setup. The cost of the stuff that I got in that deal. Yeah. I basically got it for just over 10% of the cost. Yeah. 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 Like in, in almost brand new condition. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, you know, that guy was moving, yeah. they were downsizing Yeah. and he was like super pumped that I was going to use it. Right. Like it's and he not going to was a wealthy, somewhere. Yeah. And he was a wealthy dude. Yeah. Yeah. He was retiring from being an executive at GM. Oh, really? Yeah. And no he was shit. like moving to a cabin. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He had like a fucking <laughs> like, so he had like a jacked house. It wasn't like super crazy, but I want say it was probably like 450 or something like that. Yeah. um, And he had all this shit. He had like a bow and arrow range in his basement. Really? Yeah. Like a whole gym set up, all this other shit. And they were moving, he was retiring, and they were going like off the grid. Yeah. Not 100% off the grid, but like to a cabin. Yeah. So everything in the house had to fit in the cabin. He's like, that's it. Mm -hmm. Whatever doesn't fit in the cabin, we're out. Yeah. So it was kind of a time running out situation of like, we're moving in three months. Yeah. I'll just take whatever I can get, And I still have all this shit. Yeah. And I just randomly had brought up that I was looking for a squat rack. So I went over there and he was like... Yeah, you can have this for like 750 bucks. No You can take shit. the bench. And while I was there, he was like, you can take the tree. You can take all... Like, it was like, you can take this and this and this. I took Brad Hareluck with me. Because we had to take it apart. Yeah. And move it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like... <laughs> it fits yeah. in my basement by like a half an inch. Yep. Yeah. So, like, I got super lucky. But when I got there, because he had explained to me, like, it was a Smith machine. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I don't really want a Smith machine. And he was like... You'll probably want this. Smith he was machine. like... I, I can't explain to you how sweet this thing is and yeah. i was like oh, you know like i just don't like smith machines he's like it's not really like a smith machine yeah and so then i told him i was like all right well just give me the like text me the name of it and i'll come like check it out yeah. and if i think it'll fit then i'll use it and then when mm-hmm. he sent me the name and then i looked it up i was like holy fuck yeah i was like yeah i'll go check that out yeah yeah
1: and now it's here. And now and we here. use it vigorously. Yeah. And it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, awesome. Especially
0: if you're going to work out by yourself. Yeah. Because it's like super safe. And yes. that's why he got it. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense.
1: He was just so, balling on a budget. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I want Scott to find something and even still like jokingly, but half serious. I told him like Tuesday and Thursday, like on my, re- like I'll come and do stuff with you yeah. just to be that guy or whatever. And again, like not that they're not motivated to do stuff but like certain things i know are like for my priority like for good friends of mine for them it's lower and for me it's higher and i know that if i like instigate it that they'll get on top of it yeah or whatever but otherwise it'll just sit there and deteriorate or whatever um
0: in that process of putting shit together though uh play it against sports isn't necessarily going to be The way to go. Yeah. Dunham's because it's such a shit show. Yeah. Not in terms of like the store, but in terms of how they're managed or their oversight of product or whatever it is like, yeah, sometimes you can just find like really dumb deals there. Yeah. But for the most part, your best bet in terms of like building a a setup is going to be like Craigslist and yeah. Facebook marketplace.
1: Yeah. And that's why I told them and I'm going to have like a lookout for stuff like that. And then also in our search, um, Scott took a picture of it and I didn't get it from him, but we found a bench that might be perfect for maybe box jumping that might wear out the padding or whatever, but for not super lame hip thrusts. Yeah. We have like, it was like a flat rectangular bench that was like the right height. Yeah. But a straight edge. Yeah. (laughs) For like 50 bucks or something.
0: So I had two other benches. Uh huh. Right. Like before I got that rack yeah. and then the bench that comes with it yeah. which is ridiculous yes um i had two other benches one of my games t- i gave to you yes. which is the one that goes negative yes which um to actually get a bench that does that much of a decline was kind of hard to find i yeah. got that at um i think i got that at play it again i either got it at dunham's or play it again um and then i had another bench previously that i got rid of when i got that gray one with the rack that's separate yeah. because i wanted like a separate one yeah. Because it's handy just to have like a rack that I can move. Yeah. um, And that one was kind of like a square bench. The thing is, I just didn't have, and I still don't really have the room for like another bench. Right, You know what I mean? Yeah. So the one thing that I do want to get is I want to get that cable machine. Mm-hmm. And then stick it to the wall. I just don't know where I would, because yeah. it, it does, it screws to the wall. Yeah. I just don't know like where I would put it. Would it. Go. Yeah. 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 Like I keep trying to think of like, where would I put it? Because it would be cool. um, Because like we have the cables so you can do the pull the crossovers and then having an actual cable machine which you put plates on so yeah. you save the money of not having to buy all those plates um would be cool but yeah if he just looked on like mark you know facebook marketplace or you know craigslist or whatever you can a lot of the, i mean i don't know now but a lot of the times you can yeah. find shit the other thing not to be negative but because like the economy is dying yeah it'd be good good to like find that shit cheap yeah because people are gonna be like i gotta get rid of some stuff or whatever it is right um yeah i forget when it wasn't 2008 because i started i came back to michigan in 2009 late 2009 yeah and uh at some point after that like that's how i got a lot of my tools was because like yeah. the economy took a dump and then people were like well i don't need this that i don't use anymore and like yeah. i was able I to need, get, like, i need cash yeah, yeah and i was able to get like really good deals right so I'm sure it'd be the same thing with the tool, with yeah. the uh, workout equipment.
1: We'll see. Yeah, because I know he'll like he's a guy who will go above and beyond. Yeah, and put together a sweet setup. Yeah, yeah. totally. Because I, I I know I can sell him on stuff, and like for sure if it was X, Y, and Z, like if it matched up, and I really want like if everybody was like Scott, I would be like the best salesperson ever. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it's really easy to like sell him on whatever, and um, I think he'd be willing to put it like even buying that setup new. Like yeah, even close to it, he would pay like eighty percent of like what it's cost, or even yeah. just brand new if it was worth it and is gonna use it, because that's just how he is. Like when he first built his computer, he was like, "What's a good budget?" Because he played on mine from playing like Xbox or whatever, yeah. and I was like, "I don't a thousand bucks," or like realistically like twelve hundred if you need all that like the actual monitor, keyboard, all the peripherals and all that. And then we went to Micro Center and he spent like. $2,800 because he got all like the lights on it because yeah. like RGB and everything like you don't need it. it doesn't make it go faster but he's like I just like all the colors it's fucking sweet yeah. and then we went to Best Buy this weekend and found the exact same microphone that he has but the only difference is the light that's in the mic that he has now is one solid color and you can't change it this one you can change to whatever color he wants and he was like I could see that he was debating buying it or not like yeah. do I need to spend $125 right now like I,
0: but it changes
1: colors. But it could be purple. Right. Like <laughs> that was one of the selling things too. Is like if I wanted to, I could make him spend it right now. But I'm not gonna be that guy. <laughs> it could be purple. if you <laughs> Yeah, he's like, "Fuck, you're right." <laughs> That's so, awesome. Yeah. Either way, I want him to get a setup soon, which would be sweet. And then another, he um, he was taking pictures of stationary bikes. Yeah. He really likes it. I think that'd be good for him to get like something going because he's right. He was even saying like he's gained a significant amount of weight, um, just in the past couple months and he's like working on it and like, he knows it's, he's not in a good spot and that I think that was the realization of like, I need to start doing whatever. Cause I just saw my doctor a couple months ago and I was 45 pounds less than what I am now. So I need to be doing something. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, so now I just want him to like do it. Thing with that would be if he could get a heart monitor. Right. That goes on Bluetooth and a stationary bike. Yeah. The stationary bike is going to aggravate his back. Yeah. That's going to be the trick. that will yeah. be the trade off because you can sit and just like, especially with a heart rate monitor, you can sit and just like knock off specific targeted calories, which yeah. is key. Yeah. So if you keep your heart rate, you can look it up, you know, heart rate ranges and how it impacts your body. And you can literally just burn straight fat. Mm-hmm. For as long as you can keep your heart rate in that zone, and yeah. that's like very, and you can watch disc golf videos and whatever yeah. the fuck it is. And that's what he was saying too. Yeah. And the yeah. only other
1: thing I was saying, I I asked him about was like an elliptical machine. Yeah. But he's got limited space. I think your ceiling and his ceiling are about the same height. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like he can stand straight up in his basement, and yeah. I think he's got like a couple
0: inches of clearance.
1: Yeah. And that's about it.
0: <laughs> and elliptical machines, yeah. like in in reality, like uh, you get bored yeah like a bike i think is is more entertaining i, I don't know it's, yeah. it's easier He'll to probably p- get more out of the bike yeah it's easier to use it time more. in yeah, yeah. So, so well that'd be cool that'd be yeah. cool if he sets up a thing yeah. um i'm gonna stay on top of it for him yeah and when he when he goes to microsoft can come over and check out any of the shit and see what he likes what he doesn't like yes um yeah and a weight tree you know all that stuff you can find kind of cheap just depends yeah. um
1: yeah there are a lot less expensive than what i thought they were
0: the weight tree itself yes. is not very much money yeah yeah it depends on because the one that i got i put together like one i got from the guy when i got the squat rack um and then the other one i got like i bought and put it together and it was yeah i, I that i i for sure got play it played against sports yeah and that was like i don't know not very much money yeah 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 i thought it was going to be like
1: a hundred plus dollars for it and there was a brand new at dick's was like 50 60 bucks or something yeah like, oh, okay like that's not bad.
0: You just gotta check, to see what it's rated for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I think I have three. I think I have three weight trees. Yes. Um, and one of them, the one that I have the standard plates on, isn't weighted for. Isn't rated for very much weight. Okay. So like, <laughs> it looks like it. You know, like, yeah. Just because you can put it on there doesn't mean it can hold it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you gotta watch out for that. Yeah. Because all you need is that finger pinch. No thanks. Yeah. <laughs> that'll get you. That'll get you. Yeah. So, well, that's cool, man. Yeah, it'd be cool if you guys go out and do the Northridge situation. Hit me up. Let me know because I'd like to probably get out and do that if it's not terrible weather and if my body's not killing me. Yeah. I
1: wanted to go play, but then he wasn't game for it and all the other stuff happens. Like, oh, well, whatever. Right. So I didn't get out to play disc golf this weekend. That's crazy. But whatever. Um, Because
0: you still play quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: You're out there. Whichever. But I also, like, I don't see Scott, like, I, like we talked before like all my good friends like besides you you're the closest yeah don't live everybody that yeah, yeah. it's like a 40 45 minute drive away yeah um in the ideal world i don't know maybe elon can help us out. it's just like teleportation something yeah. just like tubes series
0: of tubes everywhere yeah. you're like you get in your little yeah. bank thing yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. he was yeah. trying to do that with cars in yeah. LA. yeah yeah i think the, he's still trying to do boring, that with cars. yeah the boring company yeah yeah Love you it. put your car in a little sled and it just fires you yeah yeah that'd be cool
1: yeah there's no no speed limit it's just whatever it is yeah good luck bye, bye.
0: <laughs> so this weekend was the masters yeah i watched it i watched some yeah i watched the i watched it like i watched a disc golf tournament and i realized that watching a watching golf like you're watching disc golf it's not the same thing it's what do you mean um
1: well, watching it like disc golf and watching it like golf
0: So sitting down and watching the tournament, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, like I would watch a disc golf tournament because normally I'll like catch parts of it and whatever it is, but yeah, because the weather was kind of shitty and whatever else was going on and I was just like resting because like my body's kind of jacked up. I just watched like the masters. So I watched the whole tournament Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's just different. I don't know. Like the, the games are obviously very different, but, uh. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool watching the Masters. And it's so... It was so odd having the Masters. Because, like, the Masters is one tournament I watch every year mm-hmm. for ball golf. It's probably the only one that I actually really watch every year. Okay. Gabby's a big fan of the Masters, randomly. Really? Big thing is that she has a huge crush on Brooks Koepka. And he's done well at the Masters. Okay. And, she, like, when we first started dating, she was like, Who's that? And yeah. I was like, That's Brooks Koepka. She's like, I love the Masters. Yeah. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> I like aerobics, too. It's yeah. so weird. But, uh, anyways... So, uh, yeah, so I, I watched the masters and, uh, and it was, it was weird because it's normally in, you know, the spring mm-hmm. and then because of COVID and whatever, and they didn't want to not have it. So they had it in November Yeah, and there's like no fans Yeah, and that's one of the hottest like sports tickets in the world Yeah, is to get to go to the masters. How much
1: is it for a ticket? You I think? have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. yeah
0: but it's like, it sells out. It's yeah. a fucking golf course. It sells out. Like it sells out fast. Yeah. So, uh. Yeah, it was cool. And uh, number one in the world won. Uh, Dustin Johnson, DJ, mm-hmm. shout out. He married, He married Gretzky's daughter. Really? Yeah. Nice. It's legit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen Gretzky's wife. No. She's legit. Is she? Yeah. <laughs> Gretzky's daughter, very legit. Nice. And it's fucking Gretzky's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he's doing it right for himself. He's like 6'7", I want to say. Really? Like, yeah, I think he's like 6'7". Six, 6'7", seven.
1: Six, seven playing golf.
0: And uh, yeah, it's but it's, it's similar to disc golf. Yeah. Like the builds of the guys. Yeah. Um, and it was funny what, the reason why I'm bringing it up here is because the announcer was talking about like one, how far they hit it now. Mm Uh, one, there's a little bit of technology advancement every year on equipment, part of it, but after tiger, like we always talk about like impact on the sport, you know, and all this other stuff, the process of progress in the sport. So after tiger, then people realize like, oh shit, that's hitting it far. Yeah. And then from tiger to now you've had people like literally get in and dig into it. And then you had Bryson DeChambeau, who like is like, this is how you just fucking murder this thing and took a completely different approach out of the box from everyone else. like, this is how you do it. But in his process of doing it and being able to hit 145 miles an hour of club head speed, which is fucking insane. um, A lot of people have put time in over the last short period of time, last two or three years in terms of like how to build your body, to smash it. Mm -hmm. So you're now on, which is weird because golf is like hundreds of years old, but you're on the, um, you're on the curve now, of like these right now of people like actually developing their bodies in some like very specific way to just smash the shit out of a drive. So you've had people that have played golf for their entire (laughs) lives, adding like 30 yards to their drive. Over the last couple years yeah so it's really interesting to watch and they're talking about like the process of like neurologically training your body to be able to do it and then putting the the muscle and building your body mobility wise and strength wise to be able to handle that thing so tiger has like four fused vertebrae i think he's got like i think he's got four i think he's had like six back surgeries yeah and uh because of the torque that he put on his back to do what he did yeah just literally like disintegrated it right um so then people after that have tried to like how can i do that without ending up like that right um yeah and sunday his back finally went it went on saturday yeah Yeah, he
1: took a 10 on a par three or whatever it was yeah but
0: that hole has definitely ruined many people's yeah like uh jordan spieth was winning the masters a couple years ago and then fucking went in the water i think three times in the hole yeah. too was it the,
1: the masters hole. that the guy got the water skip shot hole in one yeah yeah
0: that wasn't at the was... tournament that was uh during warm-ups oh it was, okay, on, okay, it was okay. on his birthday gotcha so there's a t-pad t-pad t-box yeah <laughs> and then it's on a slope so all the pros go to like the bottom of the slope yeah and try to play that skip shot across the water yeah and he put it in and he nailed it yeah it 20, was 26th birthday
3: yeah that's sick. He
0: got an ace, uh, I think, the day before or two days before, like legit really? off the off the tee into the hole. That's yeah. hilarious. So it's crazy. Yeah. I picked him to win. He didn't win. He yeah. came in, I think, tenth. That was
1: what was his name again? I forget.
0: John Rom. Okay. Yeah, I think he's number two in the world right now. Gotcha. Yep. He won't be after this week because no. it, it's really tight at the top. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, I thought it was interesting that a sport that old. You know what I mean? Like we were talking about before and I was saying, like in five years the guys that you know that have won world championships probably aren't gonna be relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, even in a sport like golf. Right. Right. That's so old. Like you still have these moments of like inflection in terms of like skill set approach to it yeah. and all this other stuff. Um yeah, Bryson was a huge point of conversation because he can hit so far and his drives go so high. So at there's a lot of dog legs that are kind of tight with the trees at Augusta. Mm -hmm. So they were watching to see, like, can he hit it up over these corners and do all this other shit? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he kind of played like shit. So he was saying that he had dizzy spells. Really? Yeah. Which he had never had before. He's like, my body feels good. And then I watched him doing warm-up stuff on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And he was just smashing shit. Yeah. Just ridiculous. So it's physics, right? So you have a lever point. Yeah. So... Your standard driver shaft length is 45 inches. Okay. You are allowed to use 48 inches. Okay. Um. So everybody basically uses 45 or 46 because the farther away from your body it gets, the harder it is to control. Mm-hmm. And then what's the advantage of the distance if you can't control it? So it's the yeah. same thing like disc golf. If you can throw 400 and land right where you want to every time versus a guy that can throw 500, but... Who the fuck yeah, knows where it's could gonna be go? Wherever. Right, that four hundred guy is gonna win every time. Right, so nobody really uses over forty six, and okay. most people just use forty five because gotcha. you can hit at three twenty, three twenty five. Accurately, you're gonna do really well. Mm-hmm. So why try to push to three sixty when who knows where it's gonna go? Right. But he feels like his form and everything's been good enough, so he's trying to move to like the forty eight just to fucking do it. Right, and just he, to see. Yeah, he already hits far, farther than everybody. So, yeah. um. So he was fucking around with a 48 and they were like, is he going to use it this week or whatever? And then during the weekend, I guess he had like dizzy spells and he had some really crazy shitty shots and whatever. And at the end he was like, "Is what it is. Like I got to figure out what's going on health wise. He's like, my body feels great, but like I just, my head's fucked up. I kept having dizzy spells and everything else and yada, yada. So it's like a big flat tire. Maybe he's having some mud gum. I don't know. I wonder if he has Meniere's. What's Be- that? Meniere's is an inner ear disease. Okay. Uh, my mom has it. And I've, uh, yeah, I've known a few people that have it and you get like, uh, Justin Day has it. Mm-hmm. He's like a, a top golfer and he has Meniere's disease and okay. basically you get like dizzy spells mm-hmm. and you can get vertigo really bad. Yeah. Justin Day, uh, I think that's his first name. He won a tournament during a Meniere's like episode episode. Really? <laughs> yeah. He'd like hit the ball and then like stand there the and he had to like oh, lay no. down like during the round. Oh my yeah, and god! And he won, he'd just like get up and smash it and then be like, yeah, Whoa. he was yeah. just able
1: to put it together at the times where he needed to put it together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's fucking wow.
0: crazy. So I hope that that's not the case because Moneris is horrible. It's yeah. a horrible, like it's something you've never heard about that like is awful. Yeah. Um, so basically like, is you're...
1: there a cure for it or is it only like
0: managing it? So there's things that they can do, um, to try to eliminate it, but it all comes at the cost of your ability to hear. Because it's actually an inner ear. So inside your ear, you have these pressure pockets and stuff that actually determine like your relationship with gravity. Right. So you know when you're vertical and when you're laying down and all this other stuff. And uh, it's something in there gets out of whack and then it just goes haywire. Gotcha. So then you start getting dizzy, you start feeling like you're spinning because that. So the way that they treat it is they, it's a sack, something sack decompression. So they just go in and they just smash that thing. Okay. And then it knocks out some of the, like, vertigo and dizziness that you get, but you lose, like, 60% of your hearing, 70% of your hearing in that ear when they do it. Gotcha. So you trade it off. Gotcha. But uh, everybody that gets it done is happy to trade it off. Really? Because it's so bad. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. So hopefully that's not it. Hopefully it was, like, a blood sugar thing or who knows what kind of supplements he's on. Some or, weird nonsense. Yeah. And not that. Yeah, not yeah. that. But... uh yeah, but I, I thought it was funny like how old golf is, and you still have like yeah. Now we figured out a way to like hit it thirty yards farther. So you have these guys that have been playing for a long time, being like yeah, I'm gonna figure that out, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, I watch it and like the stats of like fairways, greens, and regulation, all that. And I was just thinking like u disc, you know, yeah. and whatever. But then I was also thinking like while they're playing, I'm like yeah, like this guy that's in fifth place. Like I didn't check out what the payouts were, mm-hmm. but I was thinking like yeah, this guy's still gonna win a million dollars. Yeah. Like a million dollars yeah. for not winning not a thousand yeah yeah so I thought that that was really interesting <laughs> and those guys are just so fucking good right like it's it's crazy I'm gonna yeah. look up to payouts do it yeah it
1: was funny when we went to dicks they had the masters on in the golf section obviously and I was just standing there watching and I was watching for like a long time so I've never sat and watched Like, it's more so I've just kind of followed it kind of numbers-wise and, like, I watch here and there, but I've never full-on sat down and, like, watched a whole thing because the production is different than disc golf. Yeah. Um, Being on TV versus post-production on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's just really interesting. It's a lot of fun, I would imagine.
0: First place is $2 Nice. Second place, there was a tie. Mm -hmm. So there's two guys that tied for second. Cameron Smith, who looks like he works at a gas station, <laughs> and uh, Sunjay Im. I didn't want to get into it because I don't want to offend anybody. Yeah. If Snow were a South Korean golfer, yeah, it would be him. Yeah. It's funny because he has like his build, <laughs> like he's not chiseled, but he's not like fat. Yeah. He's, he's like he's like just looks a little loose, but not oh, very like Snow your cat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but not very big. But then his face, like his face, looks like he weighs like four hundred pounds. Really? Yeah, it's so bizarre. He's a young guy. He's like hell? twenty. He's like twenty-two. Yeah. South Korean dude. Yeah. But like he he's in like decent shape. He has an incredible short game. Yeah. He's really good. Like he yeah. he got second at the Masters. Yeah, yeah. Seems all right. But his face, like, it's so unfortunate. <laughs> like he just has this like tubby, tubby face. Yeah. <laughs> um. But second place, the tie for second place, each got one point two. Nice. And then third is seven hundred eighty-two thousand. Fourth is five fifty. And then if you get, you know. 10th place there's a tie for 10th place they each got three hundred ten thousand dollars. that's it yep so i wonder how much it costs to enter like i was wondering about that stuff yeah like how much does it cost to enter i don't know i don't know because like like if you can just manage to squeeze into like the top 20 you know you're gonna win like a lamborghini yeah (laughs) so does it cost you thousands to enter like i don't know like i know uh like racing you know what i mean like if you're like a a race car team, (laughs) team, i don't know what it would be but i know like to enter those races is like insanely expensive yeah yeah and then you know transport the crew there all the equipment all that so like racing is insanely expensive um but i don't know what it is for golf like if you so you have to get an invite it's like usdgc right so you get an invite to play the masters you have to qualify at one of these crazy tournaments yep and then like so you made the masters and you're like fuck yeah i get to play the masters mm-hmm. you have to travel to augusta yep and then how like you have to stay there for the week at least to play to like warm up mm-hmm. and then how much is it to play the tournament is it like 10 grand maybe i don't know uh, i up another time yeah Who knows? well i mean
1: if you guys know how much it is <laughs> if any of you yes. have played the masters yeah seriously yeah. or just have randomly looked it up yeah um
0: yeah put it in the comments yeah uh but i'm yeah. thinking like your your investment if you can just go out and put like so you qualify, you, there's a cut after two days. Right. So you play your first two rounds and there's a cut and then you play the next two rounds. But if you can just make the cut, like, you know, and then do like decent the next couple of days, because inevitably a few people are going to like shit the bed. Yeah. Um, but you can just like do decent. You can walk out of there, you know, with like more than any yeah. disc golfers going to make all year. Yeah. You know? And one. Yeah. And, and not even do like gummies. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I feel like that would be doing amazing anyways, yeah. like say, like the difference in, and I think that's where the level of amaze comes in because you can go place top 20 at the Masters and people would be like, holy shit, like nice. Yeah. But you're like, oh, I placed top 20 at whatever high level, like at the Worlds or whatever. It's yeah. like, all right, cool. Like kind of. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think there's a little more to us because like, we are disc golfers, but it's just different.
0: Yeah, I also think though that it's the same thing in terms of, like the pyramid. You know what I mean like how many people play the activity that you're at the top of. So for traditional golf, it's like hundreds of millions of people. Hundreds yeah. of millions of people.
1: Your chair isn't containing your smell. Bro. I know. It's
0: <laughs> fine. So if you're at the top of golf, right, like you're you're the best, or you're in the top hundred of like something that hundreds of millions of people play. Yeah, if you're at the top of disc golf globally, yeah, you're on top of something that like, well, if you go by
1: PDGA numbers, yeah, you were not even at like two hundred thousand,
0: right, for numbers of all time. And some of those people are dead as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're looking at people that play, let's just say it's a quarter million people. Yeah, yeah. So then, for ball golf, it's hundreds of millions. Yeah, so it's a big difference. It is. <laughs>
1: it's much different. It's much, much different. different. That's
0: why you're winning twenty grand or twenty million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a thing. <laughs> but uh, so I, I had an I had a I had an idea, or I didn't have an idea. Yeah. I had a question, mm-hmm. and it's semi-controversial. I usually try to keep controversy off of the podcast, but I'm going to bring it to the podcast today. Yeah. So my question was. In sports competition, and I brought this up to you like jokingly, but I'm just wondering then as like a legit thing. Like, so there was, um, I watched a podcast or I listened to podcast Joe Rogan or whatever, and he had this guy on who worked with Snowden and was actually the guy that like re- released Snowden stuff, whatever, he's a mm-hmm. journalist. And he was talking about, he's a, he's a gay dude. And, uh, he lives in Brazil, kind of like not in exile, but basically like in exile. Yeah, uh, because he broke like all the Snowden stuff and whatever. Um, but he was talking about like Martina Navratilova was a tennis player. So I grew up, my sister was a huge tennis fan. So we watched tennis when I was a kid. I've watched tennis my entire life. It's one of the only sports I never played really heavily vested in for whatever yeah. reason. I don't know. Yeah. But Martina Navratilova was like super dominant and um, she's a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And she fought like in the like respect your game disc golf situation. If you don't know who Martina Navratilova is, you're doing yourself a huge disservice mm-hmm. Martina Navratilova did almost as much for women's sports as any human being on the planet. Okay, so she fought really hard to get equal payouts for women in tennis, to like get the purses up in tennis, um, to recognize like female athletes as like legit con- contributors to the sport, and all this other stuff. And then she also did a lot to fight for like gay rights, gay awareness, and all this other stuff. Um, her coach was transgender in like the eighties. Okay. So it was a huge deal, huge deal. Like was it transgender? So like went weren't.
1: trans and then went back? No, 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 Okay. Is still, Is I, I just okay, don't know okay, if they're
0: okay. still alive. Gotcha. But, uh, her coach was born a biological man mm-hmm. and then was a transgender female. Yes. She was the top tennis player in the world for like quite a while she was like super her chris lloyd and then after her um steffi graf came along and then those three were pretty much like it at the top okay um so she did like a fucking shitload for the whole thing a couple years ago she saw an article on the on like women's cycling Mm -hmm. so there was like a woman a woman transgender woman Okay, But transgender woman, like 30s, jacked dude that's now a woman. Yeah. Right. And just like rewriting the record books in women's cycling. So when Martina Nevertolova saw this, she put up like a tweet, I think, or something. It was basically like, what the fuck? Yeah. Right, basically. Yeah. And so then all these people like freaked out at her and were like, well, you're transphobic. Because they don't know yeah. anything. Yeah. It's just outrage culture and, you know. I'm oppressed, whatever the fuck it is. This is Martina Navratilova. And you're like, you're transgender, you're blah, blah, blah. And it's like, bitch, do you know who this is or yeah. no? Anyways, you yeah. don't. So you're yeah, like yeah, outraged.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: cancel Martina Navratilova, whatever's going on. Um, so they got all pissed off. So she replied and was like, hey, my bad. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't understand the nuances of this situation. Yeah. I'm going to do my research and I'll come back to you. Yeah. Okay. So she did the research and found out that there's no gender reassignment surgery. There's no like any of that. This is just a person on hormones. That's like, I'm a woman. Okay. That's been a man her whole life competing in cycling against biologically born women. So I could
1: just start taking whatever pills that he was taking and then I'm just, I'm now in that position. Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. Um, so her, so she came back with and was like, No amount of hormones that you can take are ever going to put you on a level playing field with biological women. It's not a level playing field. And then the fact that, like, this human being could, like, go win a women's cycling world championship, jump off the bike, and then go knock a woman up, Mm -hmm. impregnate a woman is just absolute nonsense. Yeah. Like, this is nonsense. Yeah. So they went fucking crazy. Yeah, she had like a she had a movie in production. She had all this stuff going on, and they literally just like canceled her. Really? Yeah, and like came after her, and she was like, "All right, well go fuck yourself." Right? Because wow. she's Martina Navratilova. Yeah, and um, yeah, like she left where she's from because she couldn't be openly gay. So rather than mm-hmm. like be like a closeted lesbian or like you know whatever, she was like, "Fuck this!" Yeah. and like I'm gonna go live my life. I'm gonna go be the best tennis player in the world and like yeah. fight this oppression and whatever. And she did that for like over it d- for like decades. Mm-hmm. And then it was like a very logical point of view of like, how is, does this even make sense? So this person just says they're transgender, gets on some hormones and then is able to compete for the prize money allotted to the women competitors. And how does that make sense? Yeah. And was like outraged by it because she had spent so much of her life dedicated to trying to equal out the prize money, trying to do all this other stuff. And he's, and she's like, and now that like, this doesn't make any sense. So they like basically like tried to cancel her out and uh, it was crazy. So I was thinking in terms of like, do you think that that'll happen in disc golf? Because mm-hmm. in terms of like competing by gender in today's climate, whatever it is, right, um, no one's checking your underwear. Right. right. I mean, like no one's going to be like, no one's just going up and grabbing. No one's like, gonna be like, let me you're see good. it. Let me see it. Yeah. How dedicated to this are you? Yeah. So I wonder with the respecter game situation of getting equal payouts in women's disc golf and men's disc golf, if someone will do it, if someone would like, if you could go out and be like transgender without having to get trans, like reassignment or anything like that, if you could just go out and be like, all right, I'm this and then win sixty, seventy thousand $70,000 in prize money Yeah. So disc say golf. like Do you think that it'll happen? I'm just... Okay, so
1: let's just use Scott as the example, since... I was going to use me, but then Scott, (laughs) like, is very... He's a large guy. Not, like, weight-wise, but he's 6'6", 6'7", whatever. Yep. And then it's just like, I'm taking these hormone pills, and I'm going to jump back into the game. Yep. I'll just start off in the women's division or whatever. Yep. Does that seem legit? Well, I mean, technically, yes, but realistically, like... You're a guy just playing in the women's division and i think that and having that happen i don't know i wouldn't be surprised like i would kind of be surprised but not really if it happened like i think you're going to have those outliers of somebody who's just just going to take advantage of rules just because it's the rules yeah and they're just like they're on the side of like what do you have like what's it called like um unwritten rules where it's like, yeah, you just don't do that though because it doesn't make sense. Like for them, they're, they're like capitalizing on it just to show like how wrong it is just to like make a written rule of it. I mean, I could see that happening potentially and that kind of falls into what I think. And this is something that I always think about from the foot fault thing with Jonesboro and everything. Even I'll be like the sacrificial lamb of it. And then just have people call me in a foot fault, like every time or whatever, because it's like, you can just do it. You can just, it, it ex, or not expose, um, exploit that rule, like on repeat, yeah. because there's no warning or whatever. It's just, if you and another person just get in <laughs> cahoots, you can just stroke, 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 and you're automatically shooting plus one on every hole, basically. Yeah. Or more, if they want to foot fault you on every single throw. Yeah. Um, but I think it takes a, a certain kind of individual, like mentally doing something like that, I think.
0: But I think so, like we were just talking about in terms of like buying weights for cheap because the economy is crashing. Mm -hmm. Right. And you have a lot of people who like, you know, are in tough times financially. Right. And then like we're about Michigan, we're in Michigan. We're about to go into a lockdown starting on Wednesday for three weeks. Oh, starting this Wednesday? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, like, all restaurants are going to close again. Yeah. Everything's going to shut down. Yeah. So, eventually, like, you hit a point, maybe springtime, right, where, like, you have people who have been, like, fucked. Mm -hmm. And and there you are. And the idea is, like, okay, so if you do this, like, you could go out and, you know, give yourself this weird slant. And, like, people are going to be mad at you, but who the fuck cares? Yeah. You can go home and, you know, do this and do that. I wonder what the response would be. Yeah. Because there's a big like diversified disc golf, we're a sport of inclusion, we're all that, which I firmly believe in and we've already done an extensive podcast on. And I get it. But I wonder Mm -hmm. what the response of the community would be if that person was like, No, I'm like I legitimately identify as a woman and this is like my passion is disc golf. Yeah. And And this is what I want to do. And how do you get into that minutia? You know what I mean? Like then do you start dissecting other parts of their lives to try to like legitimize whether they mean it or whether they're just trying to do it for the money or what? Like, I don't know how that. Yeah. And there's
1: a really good podcast on Joe Rogan with, I forget the guy's last name, but he's the host of Adam ruins everything. So he's Adam, whatever the fuck his last name is. Yeah. And they talk about it and he's on the side of defending those people. And Joe's on the side of, but yeah, you were born this Yeah, where it's like, it's not that he's against or that i'm against or we're against like if you identify as what you are who you are yeah but if your base model you is male or female that is that is what you have to work with no matter what now you're just in the spirit spot of like spiritually or whatever you want to call it like internally you are the opposite of what you were born yeah so even though you feel that way that's great and you want to live your life that way great do your thing But you're at this, like, you'll never be like, if you, you, Darren, you will never be a female, even if you got X, Y, and Z done. Like you got your parts removed and you had a vagina. Now you're still like your base model is male. So even though that's different, the rest of your structure, like you don't get full body restructuring, how you can build muscle and everything is still this. And that's kind of what they described on there. Yeah. And very quickly, Adam was like, just kind of stumbling over all this stuff. And then it was, yeah, but this and that and whatever. And Joe's like, but yeah, he's still, or she's still a girl who's trying to be a guy and then vice, like same vice versa. Like they can't like swatch or swatch that like flip flop that. Yeah. Like, um,
0: yeah, I think part of it is, is you can't, you can't undo the impacts, the impact of years of hormonal exposure. Yeah. is basically the big thing. Yeah. So like if you're exposed to testosterone at a high level, a male level for decades, even if you start pumping in estrogen and lowering your testosterone, and all that other stuff, you're still going to have some kind of physiological, uh, effect that is going to be long lasting Mm -hmm. because of like the long period that you were exposed to it. Right. Um, now what I don't know is it, it usually only comes up in that direction. Right. Like it only, like the only times that I've heard people get into it and I've only had it, like I've only ever heard the conversation is in terms of like someone being born a man and then going and competing in women's sports Mm -hmm. because they're a transgender female. Right. I never hear about it the other way. Right. And I wonder how that goes because when you go from male to transgender female, you're taking estrogen. Yeah. And you're lowering your testosterone level. Mm -hmm. So there's no... Test. There's no like, you know, drug test for estrogen. But if you were biologically born a female and then you wanted to compete as a male, when you're a transgender female, you get on testosterone. Right. So I wonder if they would be allowed to compete because the amount of testosterone in their system, one, is not produced by their body, which is illegal Mm -hmm. in sports competition. Yeah. So I wonder how that works. Right. I don't know. Real dicey. Yeah, because if you did it, the uh, like, there's no way that you could test. Because it would be, like, if you tested and were like, oh, your synthetic estrogen levels are too high to be able to compete as a woman, then what would the answer be? Transgender females not taking any estrogen? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that seems super is, dicey. Yeah, because
1: then yeah. you're just a full, on, like, you're... Yeah, it is what well, like it, it is. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's I, very strange. I think that... I mean, I think it's the typical response. If this were to happen, you're going to have the people that are for it and, like, are going to back it up. And then you're going to have the people where it's, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Kind of thing. And it, it's it's a weird thing. And I think, really, this all has to kind of get dissect, um, dissected down to, like, facts and science. Yeah. And just have an open mind about that instead of like not not free speed but like you're free to do what you want but like in terms of like just what the facts are yeah you just have to go on that like without um like you're not going to get worked up about it or whatever like you think i'm not a woman just because i'm taking estrogen or whatever but like i i know in like my heart like i was born a man or vice versa. And that's just how it is. But I'm working at becoming closest to the, what I feel I am as possible, even though I won't ever be 100% that, yeah. like that's just, that's how I see it. I feel like it wouldn't be not that, you know what I mean? If that makes sense. Right. Kind of like if I were to be a female, I will yeah. never be a 100% female even right. if i went through all whatever right. i got like boob plants you're got... gonna be a transgender female. yes 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 okay so like even if i'm like all the way there i'm living my life as a female yeah and like i have all the parts or whatever i still have a build because i was born a man yes that's just how it is yes and then to be like outraged that you think i'm not a woman or like whatever it's like it's a weird gray area but still like if you were to break it down all the way yep. and somebody's like you seem like a weird woman, like what's going on? Like you're, I don't know. You got a bigger face, bigger neck, like broader shoulders or whatever. And it's like, yeah, well I was born a man.
0: So yeah, Yeah, I just wonder like, so you have specific communities that respond to it differently, you know what I mean? And I just wonder in terms of disc golf and in terms of the social climate and in terms of like the inclusivity of disc golf, I just wonder how that would play out in disc golf because I think the easiest ones to do that are gonna be like combat sports and strength Mm -hmm. strength sports right it's easy to be like yeah it's a little it's a little dicey yeah right so you could get into other sports like if it was ice skating i don't think anybody would be outraged if you had someone that was born biologically a male and then was a transgender female wanted to go out and do ice skating yeah right like yeah you have like it is what it is but you're not like beating someone else up like that's like the trickiest one right like combat sports yeah um And then strength sports itself seems kind of dicey. Like if you're competing in like squatting and you Mm -hmm. were a dude for 35 years yeah, and then you're, you know, like it, it gets dicey. Um, but this golf being something not combat, not strength related, I wonder how that goes. Mm -hmm. Obviously there's some kind of physiological advantage to being male. I don't know, because the ratings, like if you go in straight ratings, like the top however many people are all male. Yeah. So there has to be some kind of advantage. So I wonder what disc golf and all of that would do if someone was like transgender female and was just like, I'm just going to do that Mm -hmm. because now like there's a lot more money in the, on the women's side. Yeah. I don't know. Just popped in my head yesterday when I was driving around and I was like, one, I wonder if someone will do that. Yeah. Because you know, I don't know. And then what the response to the community would be. Right. Because I think it would be interesting if you had all of this fight to like equal out things for women. And then you had like a guy who's not legitimately, I don't even know how you you quantify it, but who was not like psychologically legitimately transgender, but was just like a dude that was short on money being like, oh, I'm transgender. And then just went and started taking the paydays out of the women's thing. Like, how would everybody respond? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that that'd be interesting.
1: Yeah. I think very, one, I think there'd be a lot of outrage, rightfully so, I feel like. And, two, I think the the response by, like, PDGA and Disc Golf Pro Tour and whatever, they would
0: act on it real quick. I think they wouldn't. No? No. I think everybody, not everybody. Mm Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people who don't worry about other people's opinions and backlash would be outraged. And I think a lot of people would just sit silent as to not, not get any outrage directed at them for being outraged. Yeah. I think it would just go on. Yeah. Gotcha. I think it, I think it would just play out Yeah, because then you would be like having to call somebody on bullshit on something that's like real dicey. Yeah. And then what does that mean? And all, you know what I mean? Like the outrage culture that we live in and you know, the disc golf community is a very liberal community. So if you were like, they're not really a woman like, dude, you would be canceled. It would be crazy. So then I don't know. Yeah, I could see that too. But I just think it'd be funny if you just had like a dude who was strapped for cash. That was like, this is my shot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, and and with that, I think it's just,
1: you're okay with being the guy who's just going to be, I think hated
0: or what like just despised and you're like
1: yeah i don't fucking care yeah in real life having that
0: yeah if you just like canceled all your social media Mm -hmm. or just ran all your social media through like another name yeah like larry jones or something i don't know whatever it is um but yeah if you just canceled all your social media it would have zero impact on your life Mm -hmm. because no one in my life fucking cares about disc golf except for disc golfers (laughs) yeah so if that was the case and you just had like the whole disc golf community hating you Yeah. And you can be okay with that? How much would it impact your life? Right. Almost zero. Right. Right. Like no one at your job's going to care. Yeah. At that point, you wouldn't even need a job. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're literally just going out, playing in a community of people that hate your guts. Yeah. And you're just like making a decent living. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just doing that. Yeah. I'm I'm
1: abiding by my rules. Yeah. When you go home,
0: you're just like, "Ah, whatever. Yeah. Because
1: at that point, it's kind of under the same lines of like... Well my rating says I could play this, even though I hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, you're like the ultimate bagger. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're a ball bagger. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Oh. Would man. you would you set the records then? Would you be like the highest rated female of all time? Yeah. Like if you were like thousand rated. Like at what point do you take the record? <laughs> Like the first yeah. time, the first. I mean,
1: I think you'd get all those titles, but then it'd be later on. It'd be like they'd vacate them. Well, it, so you'd have you have your hypothetical son, and then he becomes of age. He's into disc golf and whatever, and then he's like awe inspired. Like he finds out about Henrietta Jones or whatever. Yeah, and he's like, "Holy shit! This chick like just dominated and has all these titles and accolades and yada yada yada." And you're like, yeah, but like, here's the story. And then he would be like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, but not really, yeah. even though like technically he, she has the title. Yeah. It's not legit ish. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. But I don't think it's one of those things that they'd come back and take the shit away from you.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that <laughs> I'm just saying it's one of those, like I've, that's come across like a couple of times. I can't remember. Um, the other instances, like I talked to Scott about, like other like he's in he's involved in many sports, football, hockey, yeah. so on and so forth. We'll be like Lance
0: Armstrong, yeah, yeah. Lance Armstrong won seven Tour de Frances, right? But they came and took all the shit away from right, them. right. This yeah. you couldn't take away from them, right? Because the governing body is like that's okay, right? You're not, but anything. his
1: thing was different. Like he wasn't a female or a female, <laughs> right? A male going into a female. He was just doing a bunch of stuff. That everybody, got all his, that everybody else was doing. Yeah, not just him. I was talking to Amanda about that. And
0: you're a big enough prick that they're real that they're willing to like almost completely delegitimize a sport yeah. just to stick it to you. Yeah. That's Lance Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my That's God. That's amazing. Yeah. But I mean, at least he's shed light on like, dude, I'm not the only
0: one yeah. doing that. But it hasn't changed. But, I mean, like. Yeah. But at least it's out there. Yeah. But every, so it was out there before. Yeah. It's like bodybuilding. Yeah. Right. So, like, is there anyone out there that thinks that those guys on stage aren't on steroids and human growth hormone (laughs) and everything fucking possible? No. (laughs) No. Does anybody care? No. Right. Nobody cares. It's like, yeah, dude, get it. Yeah. Get it. I want to see it. Oh, 58 inch chest. That's natural. You're
1: you're willing to take that risk of, like, what you're going to have to live with the rest of your life. Or, like, you're going to have to take this for the rest of your life. Otherwise, you die or. You die because you keep taking that. You get
0: get your second herniated belly button surgery. Yeah. Right? Where your intestines literally just grow out of your belly button. Yeah. When you're getting that surgery, no one's like, that's so weird. Yeah. Totally not human (laughs) growth hormone related. Yeah. That guy just has a flimsy belly button. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) But yeah, and then you realize that like you're going to die of a heart attack in your 30s. Yeah. Yeah. But you're like, I just need to get bigger. Yeah. (laughs) I want to. That's another sport, right? Like you're working out. You know what I mean? You're getting bigger. Like you're getting the attention of the ladies, and then you keep getting bigger. And then maybe you're not getting (laughs) as much attention from the ladies, but you're thinking, like, when I get huge, I'm going to get all the ladies. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, the only compliments you're getting are from dudes. Yeah. Nice chest, man. You must really work out. You're like, yeah like
1: i don't know i just think like yeah after a certain point i think it's just a certain type of lady is into that kind of yeah and it's a dude
3: yeah (laughs) (laughs)
4: like
1: (sighs) yeah it's crazy but yeah i think that that and that's what i mean by it's going to take a special or certain type of person to be able to be willing to do that yeah in the sport
0: Yeah. And yeah. But there's people that, like, their goal at some level is to achieve that social status without getting all the money. Mm -hmm. Like the fucking bullshit, relentless internet troll. Yeah. They want everyone to be mad. They want everyone to, like, be pissed off at them and they want to zap everyone and do all that. Yeah. So if your goal is to be a keyboard warrior at home and just have everyone all stirred up and juiced up and greased up at you. Why not take the 60 grand? Just go all the way. I'm yeah, this a- is this is the ultimate troll. This is the ultimate troll. Yeah. Yeah, I'm putting it out there, trolls. Step up your game and be a lady. Just go out and lady it up. All right, Mosher, it's time. <laughs> it's time. You want to be the ultimate troll. The ultimate troll. Yeah. Just go out and be like, I'm a girl. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the 20 grand. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. If you could win. If yeah. you could win. I'm not, I'm not saying that like a guy could just go out and win. You know, but if you were like a thousand ten rated dude, you're gonna be the highest rated person playing out there by like twenty five points.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then like automatically, like if you're a thousand ten rated dude and then you're a woman, then you're yep. already like the highest rated like you've already woman taken of all the time. Act, Is
0: yeah. it the first tournament you play or do you have to get a whole year under the rating of being transgender? Probably a whole year. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll take you a whole year. Yeah. Um, How? Oh, whatever. I don't want to get. I don't want to upset anybody. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I just thought of that, and I just thought it was weird. And I was thinking, like, I wonder if that'll happen. And I was thinking of all sports for it to happen, we're probably pretty high on the list. Yeah. We're probably pretty high on the list for somebody, like especially with the economy the way it is, for someone to be like, fuck it, I'm a yeah. Especially now that we've put it out there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just just, I I crystal ball it, bro. Yeah, I've called a lot of things, and I just want it undocumented on the uh, on the podcast. Yeah, episode twenty one. Episode twenty one. Yeah, (laughs) Xi, ultimate (laughs) troll, the (laughs) ultimate troll. Yeah, God, that'd be great. That'd be so funny. (laughs) I don't know where it would
1: be. Very interesting to see. Like, not that I want to see it happen, but it's one of those like. I kind of want to see it just to see what happens, not to like just see the culture, see the world burn, but just see
0: what the response. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think like, yeah, it'd be crazy if you have all this fight, all this push, all this like movement forward to like get women equal pay in the sport, and then just have a guy be like, "Well, I'm a woman now," Mm -hmm. and then just take all the money. Yeah. Then what happens?
2: I don't know. Yeah,
0: it'd be amazing. It'd be amazing. It'd be yeah. It'd be something to watch.
2: Yeah. Anyways,
0: yeah. yeah. Anyways, that, that popped. Let in. us know what you guys think. Yeah, what 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 are your thoughts? That on popped this. into my head when I was driving around, and I was like, "Oh, that'd be so crazy." Especially if it was like just like a really like you were doing it as a troll, mm. and you just like super half-assed it, like yeah. your girlfriend's caddying for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you're like, "Oh my god," wearing like cargo shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you picked... And then you have, like... Are you picked up by a manufacturer?
1: And then you have a card that's, that sees... It, like, you guys are playing stony. And then you're on hole three blue. And you happen to see 18 green. And you're like, what's that guy doing playing with the chicks? And you're like, that's a lady.
0: Yeah. That's, and, that's yeah. fucked up that you would even say that. Yeah. That's obviously a woman yeah. playing with them. Yeah. yeah, Like, yeah. To, like so then... I don't know how far we want to go with this. Yeah. But, like, are they pissing on a tree? No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, in the middle of the round, they can just go over and whip it out and piss on a tree yeah. while all the other girls are, like, complaining because there's no porta potties Yeah. he's just like, oh, I don't know. It's really not that big of a deal. And yeah. then just stand there and piss. Yeah. And be like, dude, this is fucked up. Yeah. You're going to win FPO, and you're pissing on a tree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I don't need to take it. <laughs> any, I don't need to take it any further. Yeah, I, think, I think we've talked a lot of controversy. We'll see. Let's we'll see what, the reaction
1: to something like this.
0: That's what popped in my head. So, um, yeah, I just, I like my vision of it is just like a horrible, like not even really trying to like legitimize it. Yeah. Just like a dude with a beard or yeah. a mustache.
1: Yeah, that's interesting because I've, I've, I've wondered, wondered that, but I've never been curious enough to actually like go through it and look and see what it takes to actually be like technically yeah identify it as like a transgender i think you just have to get like a note
0: it'd be like a doctor's note yeah
1: but like even doing all that though like at the end of the day to be able to say that you're transgender you're taking pills
0: i don't know like i don't know yeah because like to me i like it's it's such a like i'm old so it's it's kind of like the actual like medical diagnosis of gender dysmorphia or whatever it is yeah um, but
1: I'm, but what i'm saying is according to that tennis play uh
0: martino never yes, yes, yes. yeah
1: with the other guy yeah. lady
0: they transgender female yes yeah
1: all they were doing was taking these pills and then they were just doing what they were doing yes right so yes. based off of that yeah
0: in cycling yes yes yeah but i don't know like who you would even have to show that to right you know what i mean Right. So in cycling, they have like a lot of drug testing. So you're in a sport where there's literally no drug testing. Mm -hmm. There's not even a setup for drug testing. Yeah. So then you could just say, like, yeah, I'm on pills. Yeah. Like, what? All of a sudden now they're going to have like medical documentation that you would have to have when they don't have that set up for any other part in the sport. Right. Like for cycling, if you're on insulin, you have to show I'm a diabetic. Yeah. So you can be on insulin because people insulin dope. Like I told you, all major bodybuilders are. Diabetic yeah anyways, um, but there's nothing in disc golf So like it would be weird you it would be discrimination, right? If you all of a sudden needed medical documentation for that when you don't need medical documentation for anything else, right? So that's what I'm saying. You could just troll it. Yeah, it's No, I'm a girl. Yeah. Yeah What if you had the guy who is like
1: trying to shed light on? This crate like this outlandish thing and then was doing specifically that But instead of taking the money was still divvying it up amongst like i'm going to take my entry fee to play yeah and then you just get everything else just to like i don't know
0: i don't know if you're still taking titles right you're still taking titles right yeah when you go back in the record books and it's like usdg champion or uh us or what if you just set it up to where like
1: you're tying not that you're going to win every time but assuming you're going to be like competing for first every time or whatever yeah you tie, like you're going into the last hole and you're winning by a couple strokes and then you're just like, all right, what are you taking on this hole?" bait? Like when you get to putting and you're like, all right, how many do I just need to biff and yeah. then we tie and then you just win and take the title or whatever Yeah. and then divvy up the money just to like, prove whatever point or something, just to see if you can like move shit more in a more clear, concise direction where you don't get something like this. I yeah. don't
2: know. I don't know. Yeah. I think it'll
0: happen in our lifetimes. Probably. And I'll talk about it on the podcast. Be like, remember 2020 COVID? Yeah. Episode 21. Episode 21. Remember that? Um, (laughs) Thousand episodes ago. Hopefully. The other thing I was thinking about that I I was interested in is, so there was a guy this year, oldest man ever to make the cut at the Masters. Okay. 63 and some change. Nice. Made the cut. Finished three down, three under. No shit. Yeah. And uh, I forget what place he finished, but so he played with Bryson DeChambeau the final round <laughs> really yeah so the difference in driving was like 80 yards okay. n- 90 yards okay his average for driving i think was like 260 or 270 okay um and he made the cut yeah so what i was thinking about in the terms of like equality in in terms of like gender equality and like someone had posted a thing before about basketball players and you had like the women's basketball player who'd been on in the WNBA for 17 years done all this stuff and then it showed her salary and then it was like you know lebron james has been in the nba for 17 years and this is his salary and, right. was, and, the, and the contrast was like well the, she's not getting paid the same way that he's getting paid and that it's you know like whatever it's it's a, it's a pay inequality yeah and the thought process that i had on it was <clears throat> there's no limitation on gender for the NBA, Mm -hmm. any professional sport other than women's leagues, there's no gender requirement for the league, right? Because it's the
1: national basketball association, right? It's not
0: the national, it's not the men's national or national men's it's the NBA. Yeah. So if you were a woman and you could kick a 65 yard field goal, Mm -hmm. you'd be in the NFL. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hands down. No problem. Yeah. I was talking to Scott about that too,
1: because it's funny how more invested I am in football now. Like I, we watched the Lions game. Like it came out, I was on the computer fucking around at his house and I came out cause dad needed help or whatever, moving this lawnmower out of the car. And we were just watching the football game and I was like invested in it. And yeah. I was asking a couple of questions about this and that and whatever. And it was like, it was 24 to 24 to 27. And he was like, yeah, if they just, like, they could just tie it. And I was trying to, th- like, how can they tie it? Because I know, like, a touchdown six points. A field goal's one point or whatever. Three points. But, well, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's either one or three. So, if you touchdown and you go for the field goal, it's a bonus point. Or you run it in, it's two points. Or if you just field goal it from there, it's three. Yeah. I didn't know that. These are all new things to me. I was yes. like, oh, okay. And then, realistically, and then I was asking him, like, what are the differences in kickers and then realistically like where can any of them be to be made and he's like yeah basically at like a 40 yard mark and in or what or 45 and in it's basically guaranteed no matter who the fuck it is in the nfl yeah i was like oh okay
0: they go it's weird because they go through waves yeah kickers are real like streaky yeah you know like not only individuals but as an entire unit which is weird yeah because it's such a like you're literally standing on the sidelines you're standing on the sidelines and it's like, all right, go in. And yeah. Then you have it. like
1: the kicker team. Yeah. But yeah.
0: But you're basically like sitting on the sidelines and then all of a sudden it's like, all right, dude, go in and do it.
1: Yeah. And that's why they're always kicking shit on the sidelines yep. just
0: to keep that leg like, warm or whatever. Yep. You got the one snap, you got to do it and that's it. Yep. So you'll have a guy that like, dude, once they go sideways, a lot of times they're done. Yeah. Like once they start missing. Yeah. They're done. Yeah. And once, once you're, if you're a kicker and you fall apart, Hmm your career is basically over yeah and like some teams will go through like four kickers in a year really yeah oh shit. because like shit. you're brought in to do it and now all of a sudden it's like all right now it's my time And when you get out there like the pressure on you and all this other stuff and so you have like some guys that are kickers that have like 25 year careers yeah like the guy that was for the lions before was like the highest point scorer in like nfl history because he really? had a kicker for the lions for like fucking ever. And there's a few guys <laughs> who are literally like in their forties, like mid forties as kickers okay, because they can handle that pressure and they can consistently do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, uh,
1: so a female kicker. Yeah. So anyways, okay.
0: so it, football's a little goofy cause it's like contact and it's a violent sport. Yeah. So if you take that out of it though, but I was thinking like golf and then it made me think of disc golf and like basketball because of that post, which is kind of stuck in my head of like the WNBA is not the top league in the world. It's the top women's league in the world. Right. So if you wanted to like, I don't know, there's other, like you could play in the WNBA for a few years, really get your professional skills together and then move to the NBA. Mm-hmm. If you can hit every fucking jump shot from the three point line, it doesn't matter that you're a woman or that you're a dude or whatever it is. Like yeah. you are You could play in the NBA. Yeah. Um. And there's no limiting factor in the NBA of you being a man. Mm-hmm. So I, I looked at that as like, yeah, okay. Like I understand you're making less money playing in the WNBA. It would be great if the WNBA was able to pay people more money. It would be great if everybody could make more money doing what they're doing. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, but the WNBA is not the peak of basketball, right? Like I know there's some subtle differences between men's and women's basketball. The ball's a little bit smaller, women's, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the top of basketball is the NBA. Right. So you have a lot of other professional leagues that are not the NBA where the players only make fractions of what they make in the NBA. That's why it's such a journey and such an impressive like accomplishment to get in the NBA. There's the D league. There's all kinds of European leagues. Like the guys that like fuck up like Iverson, uh, not Iverson. Uh, what's his name? I don't know. Anyways, there's guys that have like kind of like gotten shifted out of the NBA politically or... Their skills aren't as good or whatever. And then they'll go play in like China and like dominate, Yeah, you know what I mean? And then have like a whole second career in China or in Italy or Turkey or whatever. So there's leagues all over the world that are professional basketball leagues that are not the NBA. All Mm -hmm. of those leagues, if you're the best in that league, you have a pretty good shot of like maybe getting a tryout or making it to the NBA. Okay. So I looked at it like, well, why wouldn't you just look at the WNBA as that situation? Mm -hmm. As it's a league that can feed people into the NBA look at it as a stepping stone. Like, if I do really well here, I'm going to get a big enough spotlight that then I can try out for legitimately and make an NBA team. And then I can make all the fucking money I want, Yeah, right? Being, Being on an NBA team, which is where the money's really at. Right. Um, but I understand in basketball, you have to guard a guy, you have to fight through picks. There's some strength element to it in the middle of the game that being built on a female frame, not saying the woman couldn't be as strong as a man, but general rules are in professional basketball the nba players are probably stronger than the WNBA players so you may be at a disadvantage strength wise in terms of the actual functioning of the game because strength comes into it right okay but what about the sports where strength doesn't come into it right i wonder why and i could be ignorant to it i wonder like what the thing is that limits a woman from being dominant in a sport that doesn't that isn't like strength person to person right right like i i don't know and i i I was i was curious about it because like okay so that guy shot three under at the masters and he can't drive the ball very far yeah but he's deadly from like 150 160 yards in and he's a great putter yeah so i was thinking like there's tons of women in the world that can hit a ball 170 yards no problem Mm mm-hmm so I wonder in golf, like there is an advantage to being able to hit the ball 350 yards, same in disc golf. There's an advantage to being able to throw a disc 600 feet. Yeah. But what I'm wondering is, is how much does that play out? How much, how, like how much of an advantage is it? Right. Because there's no reason, cause it's not strength, right? There's no reason that like the best 60 foot and in Potter in the world shouldn't be a woman. Right. Right? Yeah. 100 feet and in. 150 feet and in. 200 feet and in. 300 feet and in. Yeah. Right? So, like, if you were, by far, the greatest 300 foot and in player in disc golf, you would probably be pretty dominant. Yeah. Even if you're giving up 150 feet off the tee. Right. Right.
1: This is, yet again, another thing that I've talked about with Fred and Jared, where it's, (laughs) you have, like, you're... In doing this, you have to be a really good putter because you're sacrificing distance and there's things where you're just going to end up like circle's edge more times than not. But you're like 300 feet out, but you can put yourself in putting 98% of the time or whatever, and those other 2%, like you're in circle two, the rest you're in circle one, and then you're making all your circle one putts. And then you're like 50%, like if you're in circle two, it's 50, 50, basically like you could win like legitimately like every tournament out there. Yeah. You just, your consistency has to be there for sure.
0: But like, so when we look at things that people have like smashed previous understandings of, right. Mm -hmm. So when I was watching, like I thought about this during when I was watching the masters. So you have people that are like, yeah, this is driving. Driving is like 320 yards. And then you had tiger comedies driving like three thirty or whatever it is. Yeah. But then recently you've had guys be like, no, fuck that. Yeah. Driving should be like 350 or 360 and then you have this stuff. And then all these guys have now figured out how to add 20 or 30 yards to their drive. (sighs) Yeah. But it's only because somebody was like, no, that's what I'm going to do, figured out how to do it. And then other people came behind them. So in those accomplishments in sports, in, in competition, there's no reason for something that isn't like strength based, right? There's no reason that like, it shouldn't be a woman to do that. Mm-hmm. So in terms of looking at, like, Ricky's putting when he won Worlds two years in a row, there's no reason that there isn't a woman that putts like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. there's no reason... If you go even 350 and in, there's no reason that, like, you don't have a woman that has, like, a fucking ridiculous 350 feet and in forehand and backhand. Yeah. Because it's not necessarily, like, a strength thing.
1: Yeah. Because you have... I mean you could grab a handful of guys that are very linked like they're not (laughs) muscly like they're not ezra they're the opposite of that guy right and they can still rip a disc like there's still strength to some degree but it's not like it's more um
0: it's like specific strength and mechanics yeah yeah Yeah.
1: that aren't like i can lift like i can deadlift 500 pounds or whatever right so they're fast twitch muscles are good. And then it's really the only thing you're propelling is 175, 180 gram
0: or 150 gram. Yeah,
1: exactly. Or 160 gram yeah. or whatever
0: it is that works for you.
1: Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I'm saying like the thing at most, like the most it's going to be is like 180 grams. Right. And, and then propelling that somewhere. So like if you were thinking of like picking this thing up off the ground, however many times, like, you could do that a lot you could probably do it all day yeah so then rifling it through it's just getting your timing right and then understand like chucking something in a direction and figuring out how to do it consistently yeah yeah i think getting and getting 300 350 like anyone could do and we've said that like that being me and fred and jared that like it's not an outlandish thing yeah and i don't think that's some like I've talked to people where it's like, this is really hard. And really it's just like, are you putting in the time in doing it? And then when you're doing that, are you doing it the right way? Yeah. Meaning like you're understanding this and that and whatever you're not being coy about, well, I'm doing everything right. I don't know. I'm the disc just isn't going that far. Yeah. It's like the reason I'm not throwing 600 feet. It's not because I'm not, or it's not because I'm doing everything right. And I'm just getting unlucky. It's like I'm missing something. Yeah. And that could, like, the form's off in some way, shape, or form, whether it's like where I'm hitting, how I'm hitting, the timing of everything. Like, that's really what it is. Yeah. And figuring out how to get that propulsion, but getting to that 300, 350 mark, like, at one point in time, like, that was really fucking far. And now it's like I can throw a putter mid range, like, depending on how the hole lays out. But if it was like flat ground, I could go out and just like rip a putter just make sure it's high cuz I know that for putters to go places they have to go high cuz they're not fast. Yeah. So if you throw them like they're a driver, they're not going to go 350. Really, it's going to be a lot harder. Um and then get like having a female do that. Like Paige can do it. Why can't Sarah do it? Why can't Katrina do it? Yeah. Not that they can't, but consistently why does it ha- it doesn't necessarily have to be like a full S shot. You should be able to throw it flat. I think it's totally feasible.
0: But I, I think, like, I at know. some point, right? Like, after golf is so fucking old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the guy that designed the Masters, they were saying, he was born like 150 years ago. The guy that, that really? designed, like, Augusta National. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was, I think it was 150 years. So it was 150 year anniversary of the birth of one of the two founding designers of Augusta National. No shit. And I was like, fuck, man. You know? Yeah. Um, And so I don't know how old the sport is, but even at like the age of the sport, you have this new breakthrough in the last five years. Mm -hmm. So I think in terms of disc golf, and we've talked about it before the progress of the sport, there's going to be somebody that comes out that like changes the understanding of like what upshots are, let's say, right. Or like when Ricky was putting like that or something, you take note and you're like, damn, you know, Mm -hmm. but I think that there's going to be like some point where somebody comes out and is head and shoulders above everybody else again. Right, like Paul came out, won a few worlds in a row, right, and then has kind of like elevated the sport. Dude drives a fucking McLaren now, whatever, yeah. right? Like he kind of changed like, oh shit, all right. Yeah. But I think at some sport, five years, 10 years, 50 years, whatever the fuck it is, like someone's going to come out and really change like what good means. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily have to revolve around what far means, Yeah. right? There's more to the sport than like gun it, mm-hmm. i.e., Simon doesn't have a world title. Right. So when Simon was like bombing so much farther than everybody else, like he's not winning worlds. He's not doing that. But as you know, anybody that's like legitimately, I think, like invested into the intellect of the sport, like, dude, if you could throw it in from 150 feet, like 40% of the time, dude, you'd win all the fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. You'd dude. be shooting nonsense records. Yeah. And if you, if you could hit like 75% of your pots from 60 feet and in like 60 at 60 feet, you're hitting 75% of your pots. And from 150 feet, you're throwing in 40%, like you're going to win everything. Yeah. It's funny.
1: I was thinking that, uh, driving yesterday somewhere, I was going to to Best Buy to pick up something and I had that thought, like, who's going to be the person, like, is this even realistic where you can have just basically like a trick shot artist is kind of like what that is even though it's not really a trick shot because it's just throwing like a normal shot but like the consistently consistency of doing something like that being good enough like your intuition with how the wind is and how in like super in tuned with your discs you are yeah that you're just going to have the ability to just like float this thing in or ride this like drive the disc into the basket and it sticks and then like what's the distance on that and i was legitimately thinking like 150 feet and in yeah. 100
0: feet and in like so if you could do that th- so that like is golf now mm-hmm. right so i think that as the sport grows and as you get to this point or whatever like it's it takes more right now so this is where you get gonna like the goat and all this other stuff when you're talking about like paul and ken mm-hmm. so like how good you have to be right now to win Mm-hmm. versus how good you need it to be to win in 2000. Yeah. Right. It's totally different. It's a totally different thing. But I think if you bring that exponentially forward, I think you're going to get to that point and you're going to eventually get to a point that like, if you're not competing globally against 250,000 people, but you're competing globally against 250 million people in order to win, you're going to need to be hitting. It's <sighs> going to be a lot crazy shit that when you look at it now, you're just like, what the fuck? Like when we watch old videos and those guys are laying up from 30 feet and they're like smart move, that was a good move. And now you're like, dude, if you're not making that, you're not winning. Right. Right. Even 45, like when those guys would like pitch it up from 1999, 20 years ago. Yeah. So where now it's like you're laying up, but
1: like the layup zone is like double that. Yeah. And even still, it's like, you got a lot of people that are like going to run it. Yeah. I'm running this. Yeah. So, so
0: I think if you go double from now, right. That will be what reality is in 10 years, let's say. Sure. Right. Why couldn't that person be a woman? Right. Why couldn't it be a woman? Because it's not a strength thing. Being able to throw a disc into the basket from 150 feet, like a ninja nonstop, doesn't have anything to do with strength. It doesn't have anything to do with like, I don't know, any of the stuff related to gender. So in that situation, do you see a situation where there's a woman that's like top five in the world? Like Paige right now is the best woman on the planet. And we've seen her play in USDGCs. We see her in random videos where she's playing with the guys and where they have random challenges and shit. And she's on there. And like she does really well. Yeah. But if she were to play, like she's not top five in the world. Right. So do you think that there's a situation that comes up where like you have a woman that's going to be like top five in the world? So tennis, right, it would be the closest one. She mm-hmm. have like Serena Williams. I don't, I don't know all sports, so don't quote me on it. But like Serena Williams is like, was for a long time and is like a really good female tennis player, but for a long time, she was super dominant. Mm-hmm. And there I was getting a thing of like, yeah, but she'd be a mediocre male tennis player. Like if you get to any of the elite tennis players, she couldn't beat them. Mm-hmm. My issue with that is, is you have a man serving at 127 miles an hour. Yeah. 130 miles an hour. Okay. It's not that she doesn't have the reaction time to get to that serve, and it's not that she doesn't have like the ability to return it and to do all this stuff. She just gets almost no practice at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because she's always playing against women. Mm-hmm. So she's always fielding serves at whatever it is that they're serving. So then, Not all, that speed. Not that speed. So then yeah. all of a sudden now when she's playing against a man who plays against other elite men all the time. This dude spends all his time returning serves that are 20 miles an hour faster than what she's hitting at him. And now she's returning serves or trying to return serves that are 20 miles an hour faster than what she's used to fielding. Mm -hmm. So it's not fair because the, her preparation for it. Now she just grew up her entire life playing against men and she was used to that, it might be a fair comparison, but by the way it is, it's hard to take someone who always plays against one group of competition and then put them against another one and then be like, see. They're not that good. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's not fair. It'd be like, if you played in baseball, right? And then all of a sudden, somehow you got moved up to like the robo league. Mm -hmm. Where like all of a sudden pitches are 115 miles an hour. Yeah. You couldn't even fucking touch it. Yeah. Because you're just like totally not used to it. But those guys are hitting 100 mile an hour fastballs. Because they started at young, and then they're facing 50 miles an hour, then 60 miles an hour, then 70 miles an hour, then 80 miles an hour. And as they're getting bigger and stronger and faster and older, they're facing bigger, stronger, faster, and older pitchers. Mm-hmm. So then when it comes to 100 miles an hour, the reason they're hitting 100 miles an hour fastball is because they learned how to hit a 95, a 90, an 85, right, and all the way back. Yeah, It would be totally unfair to be like, well, this guy's not that good of a hitter, because if all of a sudden I put a fucking pitching machine out there at 115 miles an hour, he can't touch one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, like what an idiot. Like that doesn't make sense. So when you yeah. try to do tennis, right? Because you're literally facing against this person. There's different advantages that like don't make any sense and you can't do a straight comparison with Yeah, golf would be something that you could do because you're not like reacting to someone else's shit. You're just playing it. So I wonder right. in disc golf specifically, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I wonder, I wonder if that would be a thing. Yeah. I would think that it could be. Yeah, me too. Because distance is not everything. Right.
1: And I've been an advocate for that too, like seeing really good, like a a huge part of it obviously is a vested interest in the sport and not just like, I really just love doing this, but like, I really love doing this and also I'm trying to be the best I can possibly be and then outreaching and doing all this stuff to be the best that you can possibly be just like we're trying to do and many others are trying to do, um, and then just getting involved, like if you're listening to this and you got somebody who's just better than you and you're a female, like you got a guy friend or whatever, go play with them against them and like really compare and have that meant, I think a big part of it is having the mentality of like, oh, I can't do that because you're a guy, I think, but just like pushing yourself where it's like, I can do that. I'm going to beat I think. you. Yeah, I'm gonna exactly. Beat you. Yeah. Yeah, there's a huge mental aspect to it.
0: Yeah, and I think that that's one yeah. of the things we talked about. Yes. Yeah. Right with Paige. Yeah. She's probably like one of the most competitive yeah. people on the planet. Yeah. And so her thing is definitely like, I'm going to fucking beat you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be what it's going to be. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I was just wondering about that. And I wonder, like, in the future, if you're going to have a point where, like, you know, there's specific parts of the sport. Like, this is a new thing. We're a new sport. We're, you know, but, like, there's specific parts of the sport that have nothing to do with some kind of you know strength physiological advantage by gender so yeah. i wonder if you're gonna have a point where like the best three putters in the world are women yeah you know what i mean and like your your highest circle two percentage are like all females mm-hmm. because you know for whatever reason they're not spending as much time working on distance because mm-hmm. they're like well i can throw a 350 i'm good and now yeah. i'm gonna spend all my time just jacking these circle two putts yeah and not- I,
1: a, a sweet thing with that that i think that well, maybe closer to, I know that a male can't reach like a, a prestigious title, like even worlds, USDGC or whatever is being that female who is top five in the world, not in feet, like not in just the group of females, but just in the group of disc golfers, that title is going to be like, wow.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think it's totally, yes. totally possible. I'd be interested to see. I'm also just interested to see like when... You have like when you get to the level of excellence in disc golf that you have in golf, mm-hmm. because like it's one thing. Like I golf, you know, and like I, I thought it was funny when the, and the guy like hits the ball and then he's like, "Shit!" Yeah, you know, and he's like slamming his not really, but he's like mentally slamming his club on the ground and like he's all pissed off because it landed like four yards to the left in the middle of the green, yeah, as opposed to like up on the top shelf that he could roll back to like three feet from the pin, yeah, and he's like fucking blew that shot. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just hoping to hit it on the green. Like, yeah. I'm like, which way is the green? Sweet. Yeah. I hope I don't fucking flub <laughs> this, you yeah. know? Um, but you have like the amount of touch skill shots, all these different skills that they have, all these different things that they can do. Like, it's just mind blowing when you actually think of like, yeah, like, and they're winning millions of dollars. So there's a lot of people who are dedicating their entire lives to it and tremendous amounts of money. To get good at it so that they can try to make a run at it um and i wonder as disc golf grows like what that looks like in disc golf Mm -hmm. because there's so many different like i was trying to think of what the comparison is so if a great distance drive in disc golf like mind melting let's say is like 600 feet yeah right if you step up to a pretty open hole and you rip a drive 600 feet almost everybody there even other pros are going to be like Damn, mm-hmm. that's fucking crazy. Yeah. So in ball golf, that's probably three fifty. Okay. Right. It's probably three hundred fifty yards. Gotcha. Um, I would I would say if you could hit a drive three fifty, it's carrying three twenty five in the air. Everybody that's there is gonna be like, holy shit, right? Okay. So I don't know what that equivalent is coming backwards, right? So if it's six hundred feet versus three hundred fifty yards, it's a thousand and fifty. I don't know. So 60%, 60% distance in disc golf is the equivalent in ball golf. Right. Like uh, roughly Mm -hmm. on drives on putting, it's the opposite. Right. Because like if you hit every 10 foot putt in golf, you're going (laughs) to win. You know what I mean? Like, and it, I was just trying to think of like what the equivalent of the circle is Mm -hmm. in ball golf. Yeah. So a 30-foot circle in disc golf, like you better be close to 100, Mm -hmm. right? If you really want to do some shit, like you better be close to 100. Yeah. So moving out to like, let's say it's 75%, how far out do you have to move to 75% to realistically win a major in disc golf, right? Probably 45 feet. Yeah. Maybe farther than that. In ball Mm -hmm. golf, it's 10 to 12 feet. Yeah. If you could hit 75%, of 12 foot pots, you're going to win a lot. Yeah. So then it's like the, like when you get to putting it switches over, you know what I mean? Like by a fifth, Yeah. it's like 20%. Yeah. Like, like the distance on a reg on a ball golf putt versus the distance between a disc golf pot in terms of being impressive is like 20%. Yep. Like a hundred foot shot in disc golf is probably the equivalent of like a 30 foot putt. you know? Yeah, so I don't know. I was just thinking of like, it's funny how it switches when you get to the putting.
1: Yeah, I've thought about that a lot too. Yeah,
0: it's it's really interesting because like,
1: you think a ten foot putt in disc golf is like just a tap in. You're not even like, looking. Not, <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, like yeah. you could lay down and put it upside down. Well, yeah. some people can, but then in, in ball golf, it's like, holy shit, he just made a ten foot putt.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because you're you're just watching, and like these are the elites of the sport, you know. And I was watching, and like, I think. Dustin Johnson from five to 10 feet was like 72% or something. Yeah. And it was like, you're going to win a lot with that. Yeah. they I just thinking like, Oh God, like you better be 72% from like 45 easy. In if, disc you're gonna, golf. If, you, if you're going to try to do anything, yeah. you know what I mean? Much less. Yeah. All that. And that's when I was thinking like, well, I wonder like what the future looks like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause like those guys, it's, it's not like, so Dustin Johnson's second round, it was, driver to right where you want to be on the fairway to right where you want to be on the green. Maybe you hit that putt. Maybe you make the par. Right. Yeah. He shot a 65. Mm-hmm. So he was seven down. No bogeys. Yeah. And it was all like giving yourself the, tra- the chance. Right. He hit almost every fairway, almost every green in regulation or better. Mm-hmm. And that was great to watch because you're like, wow, that's money. But the crazy shit is the guys that aren't that. So the guy that came in second from Australia, he's all over the fucking place. He's in pine straw, like around this tree. And you're just watching these guys and their ability to go from fucking nonsense, ball plugged into long grass, buried in the sand, whatever the fuck it is, to like eight feet from the pin. Yeah. From 180 yards out. Yeah. Over and over and over. And you're looking at the shot and you're like, what the fuck? And then he hits it and it cuts back and like all that stupid shit. Um, you don't necessarily have that in disc golf. You right. know there's a there's a degree to it but it's nowhere it's near as sophisticated yeah one it's a lot harder to do anything with touch with a metal block at the end of a stick mm-hmm. that's three feet away from you yeah. four feet away from you versus yeah. something that's in your hand yeah you know what i mean um so i don't know i was i was equate like disc golf is like t-ball to golf being like fast pitch yeah. in terms of difficulty yeah you know what i mean like it's hard to hit a home run in a major league stadium off a tee yeah it is i could stand there all fucking day i'm never gonna clear the fence yeah i'm just not yeah but i, I would say like that's the difficulty of disc golf and i would say like the difficulty of ball golf is like now trying to do that with someone like gunning a fucking ball at you yeah and you're like am i gonna get hit <laughs> yeah i'd love to see Like a top disc or a ball
1: golfer, like get into disc golf and just actually give us like what they feel as a comparison, like wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I still agree. like you have so many more variables to contend with and just more things you can do in ball, like how you can get the ball to play, not that you can't do crazy shit with discs because they have one way they can hit a ball essentially. Yeah, You have many different ways you can throw the disc and it counts.
0: Um, Well, that's the thing is in ball golf, you have a limited way to get yourself out of what you get yourself into. Yeah. And it's real touchy. Yeah. With disc golf, it's not anywhere near as touchy. And you have so many different ways to get yourself out of what you get yourself into. Yeah. Which is the big difference. Yeah. Because like, if I like, it would be like playing with paper plates all the time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's ball golf. Like if you get off a little bit of an angle or a little bit of spin on your drive, it's not like 20 feet over to the right and like, oh shit, now I'm by that tree. It's like that motherfucker spun off and now you're like 70 yards to the right. And now you're in fucking no man's land. And the only way that you can get out of that no man's land is you can hit the ball and have it curve a little bit to the right. You can hit the ball, have it curve a little bit to the left. That's all you got. Yeah, you can't throw a thumber or like do a yeah. roller, you know what I mean? Like yeah, you can punch get, it Get tricky with it. Yeah, no, you just, just got this. You've got such a limited, yeah. you know, so I don't know. I, I I think it's like just vastly different, you know, vastly yeah. more complicated. And like even like pitching out, like yeah. you still have to
1: hit good contact with it and just like get back to the fairway.
2: Right.
0: Like, yeah. And like no matter. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I don't want to get that far into it, yeah. but uh, it was good to watch. Tiger took a 10. Which yep. was crazy, and then John Rahm, uh, I think it was the second round, second or third round, flubbed a shot. It yeah. wasn't—it wasn't a worm burner, but it like hardly got up off the ground, like a tee shot. No, 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 second shot okay. off the fairway hit like a three wood or something, five wood, I don't know. But it like just went over to the side, and then he was kind of like trying to put it between two trees. It wasn't that close of a shot, and he totally hit it right into the tree in front of him, and then it shot over and went into a bush, it was an unplayable. Lie. Oh no! And I was like, I've been there, bro. <laughs> I've been there. All right, got to take a break. All right, pee break. Welcome to Intermission.
4: Yeah,
0: Intermission. Did you see Scott? Yeah.
1: his <laughs> comment on Facebook. Yeah. I liked it
0: i liked it too thanks <laughs> thanks, scott good <laughs> thanks for the ringers yeah all right have you th- have you
1: gone to the field and thrown them yet no no no
0: i haven't thrown i've been uh wrecked yeah car- carrying extremely heavy drywall alone <laughs> putting it on putting it on the rack putting it on the ceiling nice you know working on ladders getting on my hands and knees a lot just you know taking yeah. it easy yeah you
1: know doing stuff and things
0: staying st- prepared to Workout. Yeah, to do whatever. Yeah. Move the house forward. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, I am excited to do it. And uh, I think this week, um, swelling, my knees gone down. My back's definitely way better. Good. Um, so we'll see. This week, hopefully, I'd like to probably at least go to the park and throw those guys. Just to see what they do. Just to see what they do. Yeah. I've like, been looking for one for so long.
2: Yeah. And, Are you uh,
1: hoping for them to be like Rocco, just without
0: the groove tap? No, or? no, 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 no. I want them to be le- much less stable than okay. Rocco. I'm looking for something, um, uh,
4: uh, uh,
0: mm. uh, something like a challenger. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. Okay. Um, I just like it because it's so much more comfortable for me to throw forehand. Gotcha. So if I could have a challenger esque disc, um, that, that I can feels more forehandy that I can also comfortably throw a forehand, yeah. then that'd be sweet. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Because then like, it's a little bit more versatility. In one disc instead of having to carry like two discs right because before um the basic jokery was that okay it's a little bit less like by the time it's beat in it's a little bit less than a challenger right around a challenger but it's also super comfortable forehand so in the switch to disc craft i don't have that so then gotcha. it's a, you know like with that then i moved to like a mid that's gonna fly on that same kind of thing and then yeah i don't like that as much so let's see this yeah yes nice Nice. nice. With that being said... Yes.
1: Do you like playing in the wind? I.e. the example was what existed yesterday.
0: Yeah. I saw a tree <laughs> split in half. We went up and got Red Robin curbside delivery. Nice. Very disorganized, but it worked out. Sounds like Red Robin. Yep. Yum. Mm. <laughs> um, My burger was okay. Fries were cold, but...
1: Did they make it Pittsburgh style for you? No. That sucks. So I like mistakes.
3: Pittsburgh.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, that makes sense to me. Hamburgers seems dicier.
0: So Red Coat, because it's like yeah. super quality oh, I beef. I get rare. Yeah. And it's just like cold in the middle. It's yeah. good red robin you say red robin cook it all the way bro i don't trust you guys (laughs) i don't trust your meat cook it i don't trust you cook but i trust
1: you enough to make my food because i'm hungry yeah and i'll give you money and i lost
0: yeah uh well was power outages i lost power out i lost power yesterday three times for a total of like six hours yeah nice so we called red coat no answer we're assuming power was out yeah called somewhere in birmingham power was out in birmingham so then it like literally like just moved down the line and we ended up at red robin (laughs) Um, yum, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so the wind, uh, when we were driving home from red robin, I saw a tree literally blown in half. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was super cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Do I like playing in the wind? I do. If it's not a tournament. Yeah. If it's not a tournament or a league, I really enjoy it because yeah. it's fun. Yeah. You know, um, ideally, which seems to not happen too much is warm and really windy. Yeah, yeah. We had
1: had a good amount of them this year,
0: but typically that's not the case. Yeah, but in my mind, when I think of like really windy, like those rounds of like what the fuck? Yeah, it's always in the fall. Yeah, it's never like oh, it's like eighty-five out and super windy. Yeah, yeah. It's always like I'm at chilly. I'm at states. It's September. It's October. I'm at Stony. I'm throwing shit. I'm already slightly uncomfortable, and then my disc is like, yeah, fuck yeah or being a firefighters and it's like crazy windy yeah so yeah when it's not a tournament um and it doesn't count for something i really like playing in the wind yeah because it's fun yeah and, you, and it's get, hilarious and you'll get stupid shit yeah yeah i never enjoy really putting in the wind yeah me um, either but uh yeah warming up for states last year there was one day that it was super windy and that was a ton of fun yeah because i was literally watching shit turnover that i thought couldn't turn over <laughs> and it not only like kind of turned yeah. over it just fucking went yeah
1: it, it was gone
0: yeah. yeah and that that was that was fun and enjoyable yeah
1: i enjoy it a lot too for basically the same reasons um i've learned to not hate it so much in tournaments because everybody's dealing with it and then just Being able to change my game plan of like, all right, where am I running it from? Or realistically, like, am I just laying up everything and tapping in because the other people that are going to be going for it, they're taking this, I don't know, like vastly disproportionate risk reward thing. Yeah. Where like, if they're making it great, but like, they're really risking something like where if they miss, they're going to have to make like a 20 foot putter that's going to, or a 20 foot putt that's going to feel like a 50 footer. Yeah. In some crazy wind or whatever, we like, I'll just lay up and tap in. So sometimes playing smart in the wind, even you're playing like extremely conservatively, it's a lot easier to score. Yeah. So staying consistent there, the likelihood you're going to finish at the top is pretty high. And I know that Ricky, not that he isn't now, but was one of like the best players, like going down to Texas States is usually crazy windy where there's lots of yuli sightings where he's like i'm just fucking done playing texas states i just i can't yeah i can't why do we have to keep revisiting this over and over and over and it's some of the like greatest content out out there um but yeah ricky's like pretty dominant in the wind yeah yeah even like known by them he's like yeah going in playing texas states and then trying to just beat ricky in the wind it's really, really hard. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're trying to throw like a hundred foot up shot and then you throw it a hundred feet away directly to the right. Yeah. yeah. Seems like that'd be hard.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I had
0: one like cheat code that I figured out, which was my Ultrium Jokery flew exactly like my Sparta in a headwind. Yeah. So if I just put the Jokery exactly how I put the Sparta in a headwind, it would fly exactly how the Sparta would fly. In a headwind. Yeah. So I had that like a few times where that was fucking money. Because then, like, I'm super confident now in the wind putting, Mm -hmm. which was cool. Like I forget what park. Oh, was it Charlotte? I don't know. I went to some park and played a tournament there. And like I had long putt on this hole. And it was because it was super windy. And I had the the Jokery Sparta combo, which was perfect. Because I didn't have to adjust anything. I didn't have to do anything. It was just same putt. Um, I have yet to find that, like, exact kind of setup Set up, with, yeah. the, with the with uh, disc craft setup. But, yeah, I like that, especially on a straddle. Yeah. Like if you can find a good disc for, like, a headwind straddle putt, mm-hmm. for me, that's pretty fucking dope. Yeah, yeah. That'd
1: be sweet. I think one of the biggest cheat codes I got that seems intuitive, but maybe not. Maybe it's just because I was told this, um, was Jared. Jared was pretty good in the wind, and it was always... You have to have a comfortability like forehand, backhand, having like a variety of shots, but playing so the disc is going into the wind instead of like riding the wind. So like if you're playing a hole that's wide open, 300 feet, but you have like a headwind that's kind of left to right, throw a righty hyzer so you're like fighting into the wind versus trying to figure out how the disc is going to ride. Because once the wind gets under the plate, lifts it up and takes somewhere crazy (laughs) where worst case scenario going into the wind it's just going to smush it down so really you're using that to your advantage you're just i don't know instead of throwing a mid at it or something you throw like a firebird kind of right to it instead of like way off to the right because it's not going to get way off into the wind you're basically throwing a straight shot right side and you're good yeah that was like one of the best tips in the wind that i got which made a lot of sense was just literally throw it whichever the opposite way the wind's blowing right the yeah. top into the wind
2: yeah
0: yeah that makes sense yeah 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 it's, it, it was interesting listening to philo talk about putting well, I, I don't know what tournament but he was talking about like there was a tournament that he was commentating where they were putting in the wind and he was talking about the subtleties of like how to putt into the wind and yeah. his thing was exactly that yeah like that little Anheuser, you know nose down putt into the wind because it's just going to push you into the basket as opposed to the other way where like who the fuck knows what's going to happen yeah exactly yeah yeah i like the wind more than i like you know like the rain you know if it's like really raining just because of the comfort factor of while i'm playing yeah and i think you know like it would be fun it'd be a lot of fun to have like you know like we did at indy or whatever we have like six guys go out or something and play like you know a ten dollar round or something somewhere if it was super windy (laughs) and somehow warm yeah that'd be awesome yeah you know that'd be like super super cool yeah but uh yeah doing playing a tournament or something the the trickiest part with wind for me is like warm-up for a tournament Mm -hmm. so if it's a course i haven't played a whole bunch and then i go out and warm up and either the warm-up is really windy and then the tournament isn't or the tournament or like the warm-up isn't isn't windy and then the tournament is first time i played states that was the case i warmed up on probably like the calmest day ever at yeah. you know mason county park yeah and then i played the tournament it was super windy and i was bitching about it and everybody was like dude it's always windy like this and yeah I, was like, I don't know i've never been here before yeah. come on I'm i played guys i played yesterday and yeah. i was throwing fucking <laughs> flippy discs all over the place and it was amazing <laughs> today i can't throw my stable yeah shit.
1: it was funny because yesterday i had hints of like i really want to go play because it was like terrible conditions and i was like this would be sweet but like yeah. i have nothing for it Like, I didn't pack, I didn't, I spent the night or we spent the night at their house and I packed nothing. Yeah. Um, and then like being busy doing other stuff, but like even doing this, like, I kind of want to go play like at Northridge or something still, but I don't have like anything with me or whatever. And at the end of the day, I was like, fuck, like I really wish I could have gone and played. Yeah. Which was funny. I just thought it was a funny thought to have, but I think a good thought to have instead of like, thank God I didn't play today, which is like also kind of because their adverse conditions yeah um and then yeah i think if you could go
0: out and play like what is it, atkinson park uh lion's den yeah 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 yeah, yeah. like get a real windy day and go out there and play mm-hmm. <laughs> seems <laughs> legit yeah they have yeah. kite fest out there yeah this is a natural wind yeah. tunnel it's <laughs> <Yeah.
1: awful. laughs> i remember i like lion's den more than i think anybody
0: else does i like then. that course yeah. a lot do you yeah okay. i like it a lot i just okay. learned about uh one How much of a cream puff I throw like cream cream puff is now my gender neutral saying of uh, throwing it, you know, Uh, weekly. I don't know how to put it. But anyways, I I, I learned what a cream puff I am. And then two, I learned like how much the wind can fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I played a tournament out there and like, I still did fine. I mean, it did all right. Yeah. But I remember like throwing my drive and being like, fuck yeah, that's it. And then it <laughs> landing like 70 feet short and being out of bounds. And I was like, you
1: saying, cre- it reminds me of the little, um, when we worked at cruise and you just have the, the really good tomato bisque, but then you have the shitty cream or the puff, puff pastry. pastry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The creme French. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: So uh,
1: yeah.
0: Anyways, I, I, I cream puffed it up yeah, and then, uh. Yeah, I almost hit someone. I think that's the closest during a tournament I ever got to hitting someone with a disc. Nice. I threw my wasp on a hyzer, and it just turned the fuck over. And just really? went, like, straight at the T-pad to the right, went over the Like road. one of
1: these sweet ones?
0: Or yeah, it was my room? sweet tie one. Yeah. Yeah, which was my money. Before those uh, MDGO ones came okay. out, it was my money. Money wasp. Yeah, it just came out. was like, nope. Shh. And nice. I was like, four. <laughs> and I went right by them. I was like, ooh, awkward. Yeah. But, uh, Thanks for not
1: touching my disc. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i took the four that's a right. good job yeah so yeah, yeah it would have been fun to play yesterday just like in the absolute that would have been a real rain round mm-hmm. for sure yeah it snapped. our power went out a few times and like i said and it snapped that tree and then um yeah it was just crazy like at one point we went outside just to like check it out did it know. rain
1: all crazy here for you guys yeah just
0: for like a couple brief periods of time okay like i would be like Cause I'm putting the ceiling up something like there and you're like, all the stuff coming down on the roof and I'm like, yep. Oh, it's raining. But then like 10 minutes later, it wasn't raining anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, I did that a handful of times out there too. Yeah. We didn't get a lot of like long thunderstorms or yeah. uh, we didn't get any thunder, but we didn't get a lot of lo- long storms or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: ultimately I like playing in the wind it,
0: I mean, it allows for
1: well needing kind of some creativity too, for sure yeah and it'll expose
0: you yes yeah it'll expose like what you don't understand
2: yeah yeah so next yep
0: player of the year rookie of the year for the fourth time for on the, the fourth podcast. time yes. on the podcast all right so what did you what did you see
1: uh i saw i mean paul was up there Heinberg's up there dickerson's up there and ricky's up there i think the top three were chris paul and ricky Yep. and i know that chris was in the top they're not finalized yet. I don't think I didn't see any like actual player of the years, but the standings of where everyone's at it looks like Dickerson is going to be player of the year. Yeah. And then rookie of the year. I don't like are
0: you sure we didn't say mm, Kyle? Yeah. We okay. both just fucking blew it. Who did we say? I said Ezra, you said Phil. Yeah, I don't know how we I missed it. I feel like it.
1: I said Kyle at some point in time. I Dude, know. I feel like we're so dumb for not but Kyle's, like, number so one by dumb. far yeah. for a play or the rookie of the year. For sure. Which makes sense. Not even like, close. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that's And great. one of
0: the best rookie seasons ever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just yeah. fucking killing it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We both just fucking asleep at the wheel <laughs> right into a tree. <laughs>
1: just blacked out <laughs> real quick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we're, we both talked about, like, how good Kyle is and how yeah. much we like the way he plays. Sorry, and Sorry, Kyle. Well I love he you. Did. And then we're just like, rookie of the year. I don't know. This other guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who can I think of that isn't like t- hasn't been like yeah. yeah?
0: But maybe yeah. yeah, maybe it's just because he did so well, and we just didn't think of it. Yeah, we right. just
1: assumed he was yeah. in the other skill set, even though not that he isn't. Yeah, but he is there, but is also like rookie season, all that, just yeah. killing it. So yeah, that's sweet. And then um, like real going into the next, thing I, I have this thing that I'm going to read okay. about Phil Arthur that I thought was really interesting. Um let's see here we go prodigy disc co-founder phil arthur is starting anew have you seen this at all Mm -mm. okay so i saw this throughout the week and i didn't send it to you phil arthur former world champion and co-founder co-owner of prodigy disc is making some changes he published the following statement on social media and was able to answer some questions uh yada 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 so hi friends it's been a crazy year to say at least Uh, To say the least, despite COVID-19, I think the disc golf community has fared quite well. Prodigy Disc experienced one of the best years on and off the course. Dickerson and Jones capped off the year with two very significant uh, victories. As I look forward to 2021, I have three exciting new initiatives to share with my family and my extended disc golf family. Mm. Number one, developing a disc golf destination slash manufacturing property, possibly in Florida, Georgia, or North Carolina. Two... Providing a disk design and molding consulting service, I will really enjoy this as I love to help others succeed. And then number three, a line of disks focused specifically on scoring, which I'm curious that how that's even going to work. With the new initiatives, there are plenty of opportunities to be involved. I will be looking for co-branding collaborators and extending a few investment opportunities. Maybe we can get in on that. Lastly, I was approached about doing a documentary. The project will highlight my career as a player, my views on the future of the game, and provides a behind-the-scenes look into starting these new initiatives, showing all the ups and downs. It's going to be an exciting next two years as we work on this. I think it's worthy of note, I will no longer be actively involved with Prodigy Disk. My relation with them is a positive one. I believe they are strategically positioned for a bright future. Prodigy Disk will continue to move onward and upward. For me I have high expectations of what's to come. Let's all enjoy the off season and start 2021 off with a bang. Birdie's and Aces Phil Arthur. Nice. Yeah, which I thought was super cool and interesting. But
0: wait. Was he talking about the energy drink? I'm better than that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better than that. I'm sorry. You're better than
1: that. Come on. Start the year off with a bang. Oh my god. Okay, so one, developing a disc golf destination and manufacturing property. So he's starting a new company. Okay. So that'll be cool. But two, like the a line of discs focused specifically on scoring. Yeah. I, I don't know how to do. Like I want that to be a thing, but how do you do that? like i don't even know like you just make a disc and you just throw it good automatically like is it a self fixing flight disc i don't know like no matter how you throw it it's just going to be perfect i don't know i don't know i don't know either
0: but what are my discs focused on not (laughs) (laughs) soaring, obviously i never asked them yeah what are you gonna do for me today what i don't know what do you
1: want me to do i want you to score oh shit yeah yeah why didn't you ask me sooner i could have done that for you yeah yeah i don't know i think it's a way to market it well yeah but i think it's just going to be making this but the really interesting thing is at helping others design and do all that stuff like is it going to be I don't know. Like, are they just open to manufacturing? Like, how Discraft does DGA stuff and Innova does Discmania stuff? Like, they're looking for whatever, and then Innova's like, yeah, we'll just make it for you or whatever, or however that works. I don't know. But he's going to do it for anybody and everybody type deal? Maybe.
0: I don't know. So Kai from Prodiscus does that. Mm Mm-hmm. He like comes up with molds and comes up with designs for other manufacturers.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: So people are like, I want a disc that does this. Yeah. And he's like, well, we got this far on this disc. Let's tweak it a little bit and see. And then he'll like finish out the mold and then sell that mold or produce that mold for someone else, whatever right. it is. So, uh, I forget what it's full turn, I think is the other company. It's like, there's a couple of companies that he's done that for. Yeah. So like I have rockets by him. Okay. And then they just made it into that mold for them. So gotcha. the same, like this is a breaker and a ringer. He had the rocket then full turn wanted to use it. And so then he just stopped making the rocket mm. and just had it be a mold for them. Okay. And so he's done that to like other stuff for them and whatever.
1: That'd be interesting. Cause I wonder if we just wanted to like get a disc made or something just so yeah. we could sell it via us or something like, yeah, will he be able to do that for us? And like, if so, how much would that cost type deal? Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was like an interesting thing. Cause that guy is sweet. Like, He's re- it's always been surprising how dominant he is like ambidextrously because he's got basically the same game. Like he's dominant righty or that's just what he chooses to do. Cause I feel like he could just go full on lefty. Yeah. And I think it's a full complete game, like his upshots, his drives, and even like some putting is pretty hilarious lefty and how identical it is to the other way. There's yeah. an old video of him, Feldberg, uh, Avery, I can't remember the fourth guy, they're doing like a final nine or something, and there's this hole that's like 500 feet and it's straight. And then it kind of dog legs around this like giant tree. That's like super low. Um, and everybody throws like a roller or whatever, or just like they're going placement and Phil just throws like a laser beam lefty, gets skip shots, like kind of around the corner and just has like the easiest birdie ever on this hole. It's yeah. Like, that's pretty nasty. <laughs> yeah. Like, why need a sidearm when he could just do this? Why not? Like, yeah. Yeah. like I know Gurthy's talented. He's got 500 feet lefty, too, but I think he's just got drives. I don't think he's got upshots he, and putting.
0: He did not impress me, though, when they did the lefty on the skins match. No. That was not a good throw. No. No. Because I was yeah, excited. I, think, I was like, fuck yeah, here we yeah, go. I'm I don't see.
1: think, like, I think it's just very hit and miss, but I think he's just got the distance. And that's yeah. the extent that he's done with lefty. Phil is just like. We just, we'll just get this pro
2: Sam Smeagol. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So
1: I don't know, but I'm, I'm excited to see this documentary. I wonder who's producing it and yeah, like how it's going to be afterwards. Cause I thought about stuff like that, just interview, like getting something like that put together, even in like within groups of friends or whatever, just interviewing them and doing kind of what we did for the first <laughs> podcast, but kind of like start to finish like scott was one of those guys because he's got all sorts of accolades like even i forget about like junior world champion like amnads champion like all multiple times like random state champions or whatever yeah um which is always funny and so eventually i'd like to get him on here so we could talk to him and whatever um but doing like a docu series or whatever like that I, I always thought was pretty interesting like i like video i like doing all the that kind of stuff but getting a setup for something like that is it's got some money behind it
0: yeah the series that i really liked was the one and i talked about it before with oakley was like where they did the series about people that turn pro with really low ratings Mm -hmm. and it was really interesting like listening to oakley's what i thought was the best one but like yeah fuck it i'm going pro yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm gonna make a go of this i want to be the best that that i can be and like i'm just gonna play pro
1: yeah. And that's really it. And that's kind of like, uh, where I'd like to see some females get into or like how you are saying with tennis, like yep. she's not playing against these guys that are doing X, Y, and Z. So if you put yourself into this field where it's like, I either have to do this or I'm not Yep. like what it's the same thing with Oakley or whoever, like gen, like whatever gender you are, you got these people that are performing at this level you're either going to get there, get there really fast, force yourself to get there really fast with practice and whatever or not. Yeah. Um, and that's really like what, what he's striving for is like, I want to go into open or whatever. And really at this point, like, or in disc golf, you just got to pay the extra money and then just go like, and until you're win like placing and winning money, like, I mean, you're kind of technically pro, but once you finally make like, Oh, I made a hundred dollars at it. I mean, you're technically pro you made money at playing this sport. Yeah and then you just keep going from there instead of staying in like am one or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think, uh, all that stuff's interesting. You know, the documentation of, you know, players, careers and people that like, you know, have contributed to the sport and doing all that stuff. Um, yeah. I wonder how that, how that works with disc golf. I'm just interested to see how all this stuff plays out. Like I just, as a lover of the sport, like I'm just interested to watch, Like. How all this stuff goes i yeah. saw um jaylen and jacoby on espn mm-hmm. and they were interviewing dave bing so dave bing is an nba hall of famer he's an amazing dude he's also a huge entrepreneur in detroit he was the mayor of detroit okay um very successful guy at everything he's done mm-hmm. right so he's also jalen rose's godfather which i didn't know mm-hmm. but they asked him like the goat like you know if you had to, like who's the goat in basketball there's always these, all these memes and shit that you get of like lebron and michael jordan and whatever yeah and i always find it really interesting the amount of time people spend putting into this but whatever so they asked him and he's like well the most dominant player in their position or on the court was will chamberlain mm-hmm. he's like most dominant he's so just given the ball he'd score yeah uh in terms of like most successful uh it's bill russell because he won 11 titles um, most prolific, like scorer offensively, you know, he's like Michael Jordan. He's like, cause Jordan could take anyone and do it. He's like full court, uh, contribution to the game everywhere on the court. And who I would want to play with, if I could play with any of them would be LeBron, mm-hmm. he's in hands down. Like I would rather play with LeBron cause he's defense. He can play any position he's offense. He's, you know, all this other stuff, whatever he's like, so that would be, and I thought that was like a cool answer. Yeah, you know what I mean, and I was just looking at like, in disc golf as disc golf goes, there's so many, there's so many. You know, if if you get into the history of disc golf and the players of disc golf and how all that stuff goes, like there's like, oh, who's the go? Well, the most, you know, like we've gotten into, I think like biggest contribution to the game's Paul, mm-hmm. big like most dominant champion is Ken, mm-hmm. but there's so many other people and there's so many other stories in disc golf. I think that like lead to the sport being where it is, and it's just our colorful history that like. Yeah, I, I would sit and watch documentaries on a whole bunch of people. You yeah, know? like totally. I want to I watch like the behind the music. You know, yeah. what I mean? like the guy like, yes, I guess Stokely would be like the closest to like a behind the music, you know? What yeah, I mean? like exactly. And that's,
1: that's what I mean is like just who they are as a person leading up to disc golf and then the whole thing, their story of disc golf, I think would be a really cool thing like that. And Jomez was or not that they're not doing that, but they're doing basically that and I thought it was a really cool thing. Yeah. Um, just to know the person better. And then asking those guys would be cool. Like, who do you, like even Paul, like somebody who's in contention to some degree of a goat. Who yeah. do you think is goat? Do, are you in your own list of greatest of all time? Is it somebody else? Do you, is there somebody you think that like, I don't know, maybe David Greenwell was like his idol or something. And he's like, David Greenwell is just the goat for me Yeah, type deal. I don't know. I think that'd be an interesting thing. Yeah. Um but yeah, having somebody who's a high skill, high level, high highly decorated whatever, break it down like whoever the guy is you just said, I'm sorry, I don't follow basketball. That's okay. Um yeah, I think is an interesting thing. I know who Feldberg thinks. Feldberg is hands down, Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. All day long.
0: <laughs> one th- yeah, the the crazy one that came up a lot this year is shoestrick. Yeah. Which, like, we already have gotten into. Like, I'm a big Shoestrick fan. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's been really interesting to me to hear how many times he came up in commentary this year. Yeah. In terms of, one, uh, his contribution to the sport. And, two, to this day, 2020, Mm -hmm. like, people talking about, like, yeah, when I saw, when I listened to Shoestrick throw, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're, They're like, you know, like... Oh, uh, what Sexton said, it's like Eagle and Shoestrick. And yeah. He said, those two people, their disc sounds completely different than anybody else. Different yep. than Simon, different than anybody. Yeah. You know, and I was just thinking of like, yeah, there's those things. Like Shoestrick doesn't get a lot of like spotlight of like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. He won USDGC a few times. And then yeah. he didn't win that year that they decided not to put prize money in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Champion discs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, like it, it'd be interesting, like the people that played, you know what I mean? And all that stuff, like playing with a young Nico and like all that, you know, yeah. like it'd be interesting to actually have like a, 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 uh, consensus of those opinions and see what it is. Yeah. Yeah. it would be sweet. It would be the dope shit. Yeah. And, and it was funny. I was thinking the other day too,
1: um, cause we talked before about kind of getting like giddy when you see like top pros or whatever. And for myself, like legitimately it's like. They're just an, another competitor. Like, there's someone I'm playing against. And then I was remembering, like, Shoestrick. And I remember at Jonesboro, him, he was, like, with a group of people. And I was like, oh, here's whoever, whoever. And it's like, oh, Shoestrick's in that group. Like, I remember, I was like, fuck, like, I get that still. Yeah. And it's with Shoestrick. Like, he's yeah. right there. um, Yeah. And, like, I think we're just unanimously
0: Shust- big Shoestrick fans. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Shoestrick's my Nico. Yeah. 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 Shoestrick to me, so <laughs> they can't pot, but... Too strict for me is my is my Nico for sure. Yeah. yeah. Cool? Yeah, it's great.
2: You ready to work out? Yeah. Are we ready
1: for this? Starting with reverse barbell lunges. Yeah.
2: Yes. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks.
0: Group. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>